Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 114, which is Top Gun and Top Secret. Yeah, we decided to pair these two films. Of course, we are talking about Top Gun Maverick from 2022 that just came out and nominated for Oscars, etc., etc., which was directed by our good friend Joe Kaczynski and, of course, starring Tom Cruise and also Val Kinder. And we decided to pair that with the 1984 film Top Secret, which also stars Val Kinder, but, of course, it is the goofy comedy from 1984 with Jim Abrams and, of course, the Zucker Brothers, uh, it is an interesting pairing. We are not, this is not to dismiss Top Gun Maverick, which we absolutely adored, but we also really like Top Secret. Yes, we probably just did this because we like to say Top Gun and Top Secret, but it's still a really good pairing and it really is a tribute to how much, uh, range and amazing talent Mr. Val Kinner has as well, because I think that's a little bit of an unsung hero in the film industry. So it was cool to see that. Um, don't have uh, have a few announcements that I want to do. Uh, first of all, uh, sorry that this is late. Yes, I've been making these later and later. They're normally supposed to come out on Wednesdays, but this is coming out late on Thursday, and I apologize for that. I'm going to try to get back on track in terms of our release times, but for now, please accept my apologies. However, I do want to make another announcement. As you guys know, we usually do our, studio, our recordings uh, uh, on Twitch, and we usually do those on Saturday. But this Saturday, Dan has to do a shoot, so we're going to actually do it on Friday. And this Friday, which is going to be March 24th, which is actually just tomorrow, uh, March 24th, uh, we're going to do a watch party, and uh, it's going to be at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we're doing War Gods of the Deep, which is an old Vincent Price cheesy movie. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, so I can't wait for you guys to see that. Hopefully you guys will be able to join us. Again, that is the March 24th, and it is at 3 p.m., and it's War Gods of the Deep. Uh, if you want to basically watch this podcast as well, I uh, would love to have you as a subscriber on our YouTube. Uh, just go to youtube.com slash at martini giant. Again, that is youtube.com slash at martini giant. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button and like this video. Uh, otherwise, please enjoy episode number 114, Top Gun and Top Secret. Well, hello, everybody. Yeah. Martin Jai. Very excited good. to be here. Good, good, good. All right. So, so as we're getting started, I want a special note on this one. Just because we're putting Top Gun and Top Secret on the same podcast does not mean we're making fun of Top Gun, necessarily. I Hell think, no. No, we love Top Gun. I just thought that Top Gun and Top Secret was hilarious as a pairing. They're both Val Kilmer films. It makes they're sense. Both Val Kilmer, they're all about infiltrating enemy space. Yes. Yes. This, so, is, a, this is a perfect lineup. This is a good lineup, and I think that you know Top Gun is a, it's a lot of fun as a movie, and Top Secret is... While ridiculously goofy, secretly genius. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. yes I should yes. also note that Eric has not seen Top Secret, I believe, until now, right? He hasn't. You hadn't seen either one of these movies, Eric. Is that right? Yep. That's amazing. Away, baby. This, yeah. is, this is you, good. And all, uh, Eric, all you have to do is sort of uh, uh, turn your super analytical part of your brain off and turn on the I just want to be entertained part on. Yes. <laughs> Too late. It's hard for me to do sometimes. I know, mm. but I, we forced your hand into no. those situations. Well, maybe maybe uh, what we can do, I mean, like this would work for me anyway. It's like maybe sometimes when it's a movie like this, we can switch it around and like two of us review the shitty, goofy movie. And one of us only talks about an Andre Tarkovsky film. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. Just respond yeah. as if we're talking about top secret and are actually talking about stalker. <laughs> right. Um, uh, uh, I, uh, had uh lunch yesterday with some guy who uh, did a documentary on Neutra and I think he did another one on Tartoski as well. I love me some Tarkovsky, man. That guy is a uh, good, good, uh, good filmmaker. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's no, ever said that before. But uh, he's, anyone, he's I don't not... know. Some people might have said that before. He, some, a couple people may think somewhat he's good. notable. Yes, yeah. it's true. It's true. No, uh, actually, I would say that uh, with uh, Stalker in particular, uh, I've watched that movie. I would like I'd leave that movie on to chill me out while I work. It's like it's almost like a um, AMS. Uh, it was an ASMR experience only uh for um uh angsty russians <laughs> right right you know what? i want to try something i think i might have uh what is as asmr that's uh where people talk into the microphone like like this. This. what is it yeah. short for uh, uh it's supposed to make you feel st- good stimulation because i think it's something like a small percentage of people uh, when they listen with earphones and all this kind of stuff to people making very close noises like this, like they get a chill up their spine, like it activates some chemical response in, and uh, it uh, brightens their mood and dumps, you know, positive chemicals into their brain and endorphins, endorphins and whatnot. So people are uh, addicted to doing this. It does not work for me. And I think it's sort of funny to listen to. Um, but I don't mean if it does work for you, Hey man, if it worked for me, I'd do it too. It just sounds when you, when it doesn't work for you and you listen to it, it sounds just comical. That's all there is to it. But, um, I, mean, I just look at it as really good sound design, which is nice. This okay. Is what oatmeal sounds like when right. I'm chewing it. I'm about to do something with Daniel's thing, audio. And I want people in chat to tell me if his audio suddenly sounds better now that I, he's going to go disappear for half a second and come back on. This is me talking before you press no, the you button. Already, you already oh. did it. So now okay, does, it does he sound any better from what? Do I, I sound any better in chat? Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. When I say Tarkovsky, does it sound smarter? <laughs> or not? We're not. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's do, let's do this. I figured. So this is another strategy we're going to do. We we were discussing like different ways of we pair movies or do the what kind of things we do. So the idea on this one is do a movie that a lot of people you know. Okay, sounds roughly the same. Okay, good. Uh, do a movie that people have probably seen or, or a popular movie and then pair it with something that may, they may not have seen. And we figure Top Secret is the they may not have seen movie on this one. Yeah, this is a really bizarrely underseen movie. I don't know if it did very Top well Secret? when it came out. Yeah. And, uh, and like it's like Val Kilmer made two of the funniest movies I've ever seen. This and, one a real genius, and this one a real genius, <laughs> and uh, and you'd think he would have been like a gigantic star out of this, and he never, and they didn't, they Why didn't deliver. That? I have no idea. Like he is, like even if people don't like those movies, you have to admit the guy is an unbelievable he really talent. Had a presence, unbelievable. His dancing skills, everything. Was, killer, killer. Yeah, he really was a star. He yeah, was a good looking dude. Yeah, oh, great looking, looking incredible man. delivery. And then, like you said, the physical, like the physical, uh, yeah. uh, needs of this film are insane. Uh, and he, and he absolutely goes for it the whole time. It's really, really incredible. Okay. Uh, but I think he's shooting he's chocolate young. mousse. You know, he's a young <laughs> yeah. guy, I was thinking. Right. And most at that time would say poo poo it or like it's beneath me, but right. it's a big challenge. There's yeah. a touch of Bye Bye Birdie with it, but I, I definitely, there's something about it I really dug. Uh, yeah. Well, and there's a lot about it I didn't like, but 
<laughs> well, we'll get to it. We'll get to, we'll get to it. it. Let's start with Top Gun because I think that's something that we can talk about. Also, the other thing is we were sort of looking at movies that are nominated for Oscars. This one is nominated for Best Picture. That is fantastic to me. That's that is an absolute that like that gives me more um, faith in the Oscars than I've had in a long time. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. this is this is not an Oscar bait film in the this slightest. Is not. This is not three billboards <laughs> from the town. Or, exactly. Yeah. This is the opposite come, of that. How come Joe didn't uh, didn't get a best director? I don't. I don't know. I don't actually, know. I'm, I'm kind the of shocked. It's right. incredibly good. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Here's here's the thing. I think I think this movie is unbelievably entertaining. Unbelievably well shot beautifully composed timing is great everything works editing flawless everything yep the dialogue is cringy of course it's it's a, it's so top, it's a top gun movie really, yeah, that's a top gun <laughs> that is top gun man you just have to accept it like that that is like i would be like this 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 i always come back to this one thing where it's like if the dialogue were better and uh, like the characters really richly and deeply written and it spent a lot of time like uh you know getting into um you know uh deep character stuff that would get in the way of what i want this movie to be like this like this is but like by having like very thinly written dialogue it's like you're putting the baby oil on the on the on the movie and greasing it up and then it just zips like you're like oh, they're talking whatever that's fine i don't know so part of me when when, when they're all Showing their dicks at the bar at the party oh, yeah, and sure, talking to each sure. other. It was cringy. It was oh, yeah. might as well have been a scene from the office. Like oh yeah. it's, it's complete oh. complete nonsense. Yeah, I think <laughs> like the like what what is interesting, right, is that the that I uh like I still get very involved, at least with with the core characters, I still got very involved with them. And I really actually cared about what was going on with them. Because of what they were doing physically, like yes, like like the the story that they're telling visually and physically is the thing that I'm emotionally wrapped up in. And then yeah, they're fucking they're talking, but who cares? Okay. Right? But here's the thing. Here's the other thing I was going to note about that specifically. Tom Cruise has just as much shitty dialogue as they do, mm -hmm. but he totally makes it work. He's good at it because he's good at it. The other yeah, guys exactly. were not as good. The younger this guys is, are that's not an excellent as good. Point. That's an excellent right. Point. Tom you know, like, Cruise is right. believe when he's having his when he's having his little spoiler tete tete with Val Kimler, right? And they're talking. Mm -hmm. It's very cheesy dialogue. It's not like it's very obvious yep. dialogue. But it was beautifully delivered to the point it's that I was emotional. Run. Yes. Absolutely. And it's absolutely. so and but you know, at the the young guys are like, yeah. Well, the you young know, guys just, are like, just act like the guys from Top Gun. Right. Just do that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's a great point because like, I mean, the, uh, like, the, like, they are as good as everybody in the first Top Gun was, which yes. is like, this is cheese ball. And, and everyone's like towing the line. They're, like they're saying the lines and they're doing it enthusiastically and it's fine. Sure. And they're doing their job. Yeah, uh, but you're job. not like, it's not like there's a reason why Tom Cruise gets the big paycheck is like he knows how that's to the, sell this. Look stuff. at the title. That's, that's what the title says. It says yes. Tom Cruise Top Gun Maverick. That's yes. how it comes out. It's, yes. that, that's the title of the movie. It's the title there of the is, movie starts with Tom Cruise. Yes. Like <laughs> they just call it Tom Cruise, just put in a Top Gun fun. Yeah. Like this is the, like, cause the thing is, I mean, it is what I, what I think is really genius about this movie is that it is a very, uh, meta movie like it is right. about tom cruise and big movies and the end of that like it's yeah. a it's, yes. it's about the this end is about of the this movie yeah. Yeah. right 
you know, it's like this is not the aircraft carrier. When you see that, you think that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like even admit it. Our planes aren't even good enough. Yep. Like there's nothing up. There's nothing. This is all going to be computerized. This is an anti-AI movie. (laughs) This is an anti-AI movie. Exactly. This is like this is like you don't get like. And the thing is, like coming out of it, it's like you really don't have anyone like this anymore. Like there's lots of actors I like and lots of people that are very good. But there's nothing like this unbelievable show-stopping get your money's worth adventure that you get out of something like this is just insane okay so here's my other thing is this nostalgic then no well that's a good question i don't think it is because it's not calling back to when this was good it is good it's being good right now like like i'm i'm in i'm enjoying the adventure not because it's calling back to because i'll i'll say it right out front like i'm never I'm not going to bother watching Top Gun again. That's not a very good movie. I'm not like, I'm not a big Top Gun fan. Yeah. It's not a great movie. The first one? The first one's, it's okay. It's fine. But like, if I want the Top Gun feeling, I'm going to watch Top Gun Maverick. Like that does it all really, really well. And the air, the air fighting stuff is just out of this world. Like this is what, this is why I'm here to watch the movie and no disrespect to Tony Scott. Like, I mean, like he directed like man on fire and all sorts of movies that I, that I love. But like Top Gun is like it's sort of mid shelf for for Tony Scott for me and like if I'm gonna go to if I'm gonna have this feeling I'm not gonna I don't want to feel nostalgic about how B plus that movie was like I want to have a real adventure right now in a place that I you know rarely get to have adventures like this anymore it's like I don't get this feeling watching you know uh, Infinity War like the, the Infinity War is pretty good and it's very fun but compared the the joys of Infinity War are editorial and intellectual. Uh, whereas the joys of this is like, I, you know, it's a fucking unbelievable circus ride. It's insane. Yeah. It's breath. It's absolutely breathtaking. And you can't, and it's, there's no other movie like that. This movie also has something else. A lot of movies don't have planes, a beginning, (laughs) a middle and an end. Isn't that nice? Isn't that a nice thing? (laughs) <laughs> there is no takes my breath away stay yes. tuned right yeah. yeah 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 it's like this is like there's there there may or may not ever be a top gun three uh but they've said everything they need to say with they've said with everything they need to say. like that's this this is how to do it and it's, it's just like it's like a friend of mine uh it was just like it's just star wars man it's the same plot of star wars and i was like so this is like complaining that Five Guys serves the same thing as, uh, you know, fucking In and Out. Right. <laughs> like, I'm going there for the burger. Of course, I want a burger. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what? Yeah. But, I mean, it is the same plot as Star Wars. It's exact. It's exactly the same plot. Like, that's completely like. Why would I want it to be any different? It's like if Star Wars had Tom Cruise, I would also buy that on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> but Eric, you have not seen this yet. Yes. Hmm. What was I really your... liked it. I yeah. really, I thought the flying was really good. I, yeah. I was, I'm curious, curious, curious how, what was real and what was, um, I think there was a lot more enhanced that they wanted, that they, they don't want to own up to. Yeah. They don't right. want to own up to. I'm yeah. sure they shot a there lot. Are a I know they shots yeah. where I was like, mother, so beautiful the way the mist goes over the trees and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Or the plane wing. So cool. But I was like, ah, I wonder if that's CG. Well, well there are the helmet reflections mm-hmm. where they where they're sitting on the plane, right? Yep. Yep. So, well, this, this is the thing. It's like it, that, like we've talked about it before, but it's like it isn't whether or not it is CG. It's whether you think it's CG. 
Like if yeah, like I thought it was a really good movie. I thought right. that I really it was very emotional. It was mm-hmm. a great film. I never thought I would like it because I didn't like the first one. Mm-hmm. And um, it was good. I mean, it was it was like a really classic, great American film. Yeah, and, yeah, great. Um, that's what I loved about it. And I just, you know, I don't know. It, there's something about it too that feels like it's an end of an era type film too. I, I completely. I think agree. it actually yeah. says that itself. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know when I yeah. went to go see this in the theater, right? There was an intro with Tom Cruise, uh, and he just comes on screen and says, "Like, listen, I know we've had a hard time for the past two years, and yeah. you know, like this is something that we're like coming together at the theater and really enjoying ourselves together. This is really important, and I want to thank you all for and like this whole like um, like real." Uh, you know, like showman introduction. Like I was like, I got a little emotional with that when I saw it in the theater. I was like, this is true. <laughs> like, this is very true. And it teed me up to really enjoy the movie. And so when I, and I saw it on the big screen, it was ridiculous. And then, so when I watched it at home, I was like, ah, eh, it's not going to be as good. And like, obviously I prefer to see that? it big. Well, it's just like, you know, like I thought like, I was like, yeah, seeing it on a small TV, it's probably going to be reveal itself to be a, like a pretty good movie, but not great. And when I watched it again, yes, I would prefer to see it on the big screen, but I was just as taken by it. Like, I was just like, I'm completely on board this thing. Like, it's it's the editing and the, uh, it's the like, music was good. everything is so physical. Like, every um, every action in the movie is something that you that you feel happening, right? And, uh, like one of my favorite bits they do, and they do a couple of times is when like, uh, the, a, a jet does that sort of like, like turns up at a 90 degree angle and it's just sort of like belly riding. And you see all the, the, uh, and like the, the, the compressed air, like vaporized. Yeah, around it. Like it's so like shocking. And like, it's just like, this does, it doesn't matter if what I'm seeing is CG or actually done or anything. It's the timing and the sound design that when yeah. it happens, I feel like I'm in a car that changed gears, you yeah. know, and it and it's it's that sort of visceral reaction that's built into the movie that it totally delivered even when I was watching it on a small screen. I was really I was really shocked. It's a great but, film. Yeah, it's it was, a really good film. Yep. Um, so. I, it's um, it's strange to say, but it's an unusual film because there used to be all the films came out like that, where it just sure. had that, but it's not today. Well, I think like that, relatable well, what's funny is that, is that like right, everybody right. can sit down at. It's they, a four-quadrant picture. Yeah, It is a four-quadrant picture. Right. Two-quadrant. Not so much. Some of the other two-quadrants may not be as interested in it. But uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a two-and-a-third-quadrant picture. Yeah. <laughs> but it's I think it's also like there's there, – Hold on. Th- we used to make yeah, fun of these on. things in some ways. You saw, ah, it's just a popcorn flick. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, and then popcorn man. flicks – Turned into just, you know, TV, TV, <laughs> like TV. Yeah. The, the mini series called the Avengers, you know? Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> dude. I can't take another episode of that show. It's just like, that's, and the thing has been like, I, you know, the, like, the, the one with what's the ant mania one or whatever. It's like what the, the quantum mania. Yeah. Like I, 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 I know no I'm, what the hell if people tell me that's a great film, I will believe them and I'll see that movie. Now, maybe sure. I'll give it a chance, but it just yeah, does not look which movie? The, the new Ant-Man movie? Ant-Man. Quantumania? Quantumania. Yeah. Like, it's like... Has the, anybody the, seen Tar? I haven't seen Tar yet. I'm dying to see Tar. I haven't done it yet. I haven't uh, seen The Whale either. I want to see The Whale. Yeah. There's a, so there's a lot to check off before the uh, the award season. But yeah, yeah like... Have you seen The Whale? I have not. No. 
There's a bunch you got to catch up on. You got to go see Avatar, Eric, because we're going to do an Avatar. I'm going episode tomorrow. Too. Oh, dude. That's, oh, that's, good. Yeah. Like, like yeah, yeah, Avatar's another cinema experience, man. That is just like, yeah, like it plugs your brain into the movie theater 100%. It's really something. Avatar is superior to Top Gun in my mind. In some, in a lot of ways, it's a, it, it's a, it, yeah, it's sort of shocking to say it, but it's like it is a much, um, it's a much more innovative in almost every way. It's a much more innovative movie, yeah, uh, than Top Gun. Uh, like I, I, I want to give Top Gun the credit it deserves because like there's something about like there's something about I doing absolutely some... it, it, it knows what it is and it's and it the best it. at what it is. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's like <laughs> there is there is almost nothing in the world better to me than a perfect cheeseburger right. like like it's just like that's what i wanted like there's no there's no pretension about it at all it's no. exactly what you expect it to be but yeah. it could not be better and like it's it's extremely satisfying so like when it comes to avatar like avatar is not as uh how can i say flawless as top gun is because top right. Gun is absolutely clean but, but much it's more innovative <laughs> it's much much more innovative and but you're uh looking at it as a cg guy well no it's not, it's not even that it's like i think that as a as a piece of entertainment it's very forward thinking in what it's doing and yeah. how it's like how the storytelling works how it's trying to adapt to the way um that audiences watch movies now and like it's it's a really it's a really like it's it's obvious that Cameron thought through this very very hard and how to make it work. Um, it's and totally it's, different though because oh yeah, one hundred percent. Though yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But like they, like they're, what what is very similar about them is that the first movie in their series for both Top Gun and Avatar is sort of pretty good, um, and then they get it really right on the second one, and. Uh, and so, like when you when you get to see Avatar, like I think that, that you'll probably have more to say negatively about Avatar because there's like, you know, structural lots things. Of flaws. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of there's lots of little things that don't quite work, and like it's a little bit wobbly in some ways. But I mean, it, that that's the nature of doing this kind of stuff. Sure. Um, but like what it's attempting is really really wild, and ninety percent of the time it uh, it pulls it off. So like uh, like comparing the two, I'm just like Top Gun is like. It's it's like seeing it, like I can't imagine what it was like to see uh, something like Singing in the Rain the first time when it came out. Like were people like, oh shit, that's a musical. <laughs> like we've right. seen musicals, but we've never seen that and like that level, you know. And what like, are those movies? If we just think about, it, I know, um, uh, two thousand and one. Hmm. Hmm. Hong yep. Kong was like that in the thirties, right? Sure. Hey, yeah, King Kong's a great example. Yeah, the thirties, right. absolutely. Uh, right. Metropolis was probably something I'd never right. seen before. Right. Uh, Star Wars and Jaws. Star Wars, yeah. Right. Jaws. Yeah. Well, the, well, these are and the things like like actually because I would E.T. E.T. E. was was uh, was just blew the like. The, oh, yeah, I still yeah. love E.T. That's a wonderful movie. It's an incredibly good yeah. movie. Um, and uh, like, but there's like there's something like it's not like we haven't seen uh, Top Gun before. Um, it's just that you rarely see it done well, even when we made a lot, even when America made a lot of these movies, most of them were 99% of them were terrible. Um, and we've never seen it done this well, you know? And, uh, and so like, you can look back throughout the eighties, there's like scads of these movies and most of them are like, meh, you know, I'll still watch like whatever, you know, Iron Eagle and shit like that. <laughs> like it's bad fun, Iron Eagle. you know, I love Lou Gossett Jr. So I'll watch that. But was, uh, what was the Firefox? Is that what Firefox? Clint Eastwood. Yeah, with yeah, the Queen yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> like Firefox with uh, Clint Eastwood thinking in Russian to fly thinking a plane. Thinking in Russian yeah, to fly a plane. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. 
Uh, yeah, the Matrix, you're right, Mike. Ma- the, but the Matrix, again, Matrix was weird. Like, they thought that was going to be a bomb. Right. And, and the thing is, like, Matrix, actually, Matrix and King Kong are more like Avatar 2, where it's like they're really doing something very new, you know? And I right. think that, like, it's like when I watch Matrix now, like, Matrix has been ripped off so thoroughly that, uh, like, now I can see, like, uh, there's parts of this that are chunky and I don't think work that well. Um, but the parts that are new are a part of our culture now. Like the parts that work are so deeply a part of the way we make movies that it almost feels like it's ripping off itself. You know, when you're watching it, you're just like, holy shit. You know, it's, it's like when they are not in the matrix in that movie, that is a boring movie to me. Like all the stuff that's in the ship when they're like, you know, talking about eating mush and stuff. I'm just like, oh, it's not very good. Like, I don't, I think that Matrix holds up pretty well. Um, I think that. You love the first one. The first one ex- is extremely groundbreaking and mm. everything that's inside the Matrix is extremely good. Everything that's outside the Matrix is pretty good. Uh, so it's, a, it's overall like a, a very good movie, but a very, very groundbreaking movie. Um, and I think that like there's things that have been done that are better than the Matrix, but they wouldn't have been done without the Matrix. Um, and it's too bad that, uh, those directors never, uh, hit again for me ever. Like they made, they made like six or seven films or whatever, six films now. And I'm, I don't like anything they've made. No. Um, which is a drag, uh, because not they, they were so <laughs> Maybe they didn't really make that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm not like, I actually, their first Maybe two movies, heard that before. Yeah. I love, I think bound is very good. And I think matrix is excellent. And then bound, I like. after, after that, it, um, I like it, bound. It just fall apart for me. Um, I, I know, and like, I want to be fair, like I saw the last Matrix movie and I wasn't like people, some people were very like really mad about that movie and I wasn't mad about it. I was just like, this is like Matrix, the TV show. That's fun. You know, it sort of just soft landed into being meaningless. And I was like, eh. like if they just made a, they fucking... did a movie prior to that, pardon me, I'm just having a little mm. food. I'm about to pass out, but they did a movie prior to that. Tom Hanks. No, that's after that's, um, um, cloud Atlas. No, not after the last Matrix, though. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the first Matrix. Yeah, the uh, yes, Cloud Atlas is. Uh, I think they're uh, after. Is that watchable? I don't like that movie very much. I like what that movie is trying to say and what it's doing. I just don't like the movie. Not well executed. Yeah, it's not. It's it's really it's really clunky, and it has like it's like this is the thing I have with these kinds of movies where it's just like I agree with what they're saying, and so my demands on it being well executed are higher than they're willing to give. Yeah. You know? And so like, like if you're, if you're preaching to the choir, you better really fucking land it. And instead they kind of just go easy and say like, they have this very, uh, you know, uh, positive, all inclusive statement. And then they're yeah, really they're lazy about making it. it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, you gotta fucking make a good movie guys. You, just because you have something powerful to say, doesn't mean you get a, a free pass. And that's been the, the truth for many of their films. Like they have a, they have a lot of stuff that's very important in the state that I happen to agree with. Um, but as I've said before, I do not need to agree with the movie in order to think the movie is great. Like I would say that like me and Die Hard are politically opposed, but Die Hard is almost objectively a great movie. You know, so like that's like make the great movie first. And then if you also say something very powerful with it, then you have a home run. Um, Die Hard doesn't say anything very powerful, but holy shit, it's a good movie. And, but Matrix 4 does not do that. And so, like, when you get something like Top Gun, like, 
it's almost like the end cap of this kind of situation because like it's it's more like here's if the, here's something that's very established that uh you know that we know how to do but no one's done it very well in a long time and here's sort of a crescendo for it whereas like the matrix and avatar 2 and things like this are and uh, everything everywhere all at once are so groundbreaking that it's hard to tell if they're any good. It's funny. They're just I've, incredible. I've known a lot of people who have seen everything everywhere and they're just like, I don't get it. It's too weird. Really? Oh, too yeah, weird. Yeah, no, yeah. people bounce off that movie, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. I, you know, no, it's t- terrific. Oh, I love it too. It's just, it's no. funny. It's like, ah, it's too weird. Yeah, Give me a cheeseburger. It is, it is extremely What is this weird. weird food that I'm eating here? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Noodles? I don't understand. Uh, noodles. Am I supposed to eat this with my hands? Face? Yeah. yeah. What's this fish <laughs> exactly. sauce? I don't understand. Give me <laughs> exactly. a burger. Right, right. right. Well, and if we're talking about burgers, let's get back to uh, Top, Gun. To Top Gun because it is, <laughs> as th- Dave 3D guy said, a very lean and tight script. It is such yep. a simple idea and works yep. perfectly. So uh, it starts off. Uh, so, yes, we're going to spoil the whole thing for you guys, even though it's got jets. Kind of, Sorry. That's the whole thing. It's got <laughs> jets, right? Uh, we leave off, you know, in the today's date compared to 1988 or, or 85, whenever, uh, Top Gun was done. And, uh, Tom Cruise is solo guy. Uh, and he's, uh, working for a secret part of the, uh, Navy or they're testing, you know, hypersonic jets of some craziness, right? Which totally makes sense, right? Like you can tend this, this, this is great. Of course, it's right. the most Top Gun thing ever, right? right. And, and so, that was a CG jet in there. Well, oh, yeah, the, the opener, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Because I was like the Fresnel. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, it's so. It's, Eric it's and a great I have rendered. Scene. Eric <laughs> and I have rendered several, uh, several uh, jets in the past. Yes, yes. It's, I'll tell you, it's strangely hard. To light, it's like trying to light a piece of paper sometimes. In an airplane. <laughs> right. It's actually right. really hard to light it correctly no. to make right. it look sexy. Right. Uh, because it, you know, different angles, it either looks completely flat or it looks like a mirror and you can't see anything and it's right. just really right. hard. Um, but anyway, this, this is supposed to look kind of like the Blackbird. If you guys know mm-hmm. what the Blackbird is as a plane, yeah. which was a spy plane developed in the 70s and still holds the record today. The SR-71? Yeah, it's a ridiculous bit of equipment. Yeah, It is an insane – just look up the history of that plane. There are so many videos about it as being one of the most unbelievable pieces of engineering that still is, exists today. Um, uh, anyway, uh, but they were trying to get this plane. They were trying to get to Mach 10. And, and I, just to put it in perspective, the SR-71 goes to Mach 3.5, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe something like that. And that is still one of the fastest space. So Mach 10 is kind of like ludicrous, right? Yeah, it's like light speed. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> so um, I don't know what the actual uh, record is for fast. Do you remember that satellite bit where Bell Kellner placed the, the pilot for like Eastern Airlines for the, for New York to – Boston? No, no. <laughs> there is an old skit, and he is the guest star. That, and it's this with, is an like, SNL skit, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. with like Will Ferrell and all the guys. And he comes in like um, Iceman, but it's Iceman <laughs> years later. It's nice. the most genius thing because he's totally like they're like, oh no, not this guy, and so he's totally him, <laughs> and he's like, we're gonna go Mach ten, and the guy. <clears throat> Parnell, maybe the guy that played Doctor uh, Spichemin in. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. He's funny. He's like, isn't yeah. that a razor? 
<laughs> so good. Yeah, like the thing, I, like in I I I saw uh, Top Gun maybe uh, half a year ago, the first one, and it was just like the thing that really stuck with me is like Iceman is right the whole time. Like Tom Cruise is a dick. He's a terrible person. He's endangering everybody. And Iceman's just like, listen, I hate to get in your face, but what you're doing is very dangerous and might get someone killed. Someone gets killed. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he might be a little pushy about it, but you probably might have listened to him, Maverick. <laughs> yep. But it also, you know, he gets a job or he becomes an admiral mm-hmm. or a... Uh, a, a we haven't got to that point yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still at the beginning where he's testing yes, the okay, plane. Yeah, it's okay. SR-71 Blackbird. I'm at the, I'm at the third, first, first 15 seconds of the film. <laughs> this I is what I, I was listening. I was, I was re-listening to our, to our Tootsie episode, and it took us 45 minutes to progress <laughs> five minutes into the movie. So what, we're still actually – this is still a Tootsie episode. We're still talking about Tootsie. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. I know. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the, the – uh, Okay, so he's t- testing this plane. As he's testing this plane, it's a, like I said, the, the, the dialogue is super simple. The testing plane is like, oh, no, the Admiral's going to be here. He's going to shut down the whole operation. Dr. Drone or something like that, whatever they call him, right? So he's like, we're not going to fly planes anymore. And it's like, well, you said we, we have to get to Mach 10. He's like, well, we'll get to Mach 10 now. We had two weeks. We're going to do it now, right? Yes. Right. So they're, you know, so they're going to do this whole thing. Anyway, so it's, you know, you get, it's like, okay, so he's going to take this plane. He's going to go ridiculously fast and he's going to put himself in danger mm-hmm. and he's going to get yelled at by the Admiral. You already know all of this that's going to happen. Right. And it does exactly that, except of course, to the extreme. Right. So he does take it to Mach 10, right? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I've got to say beautiful. Right. And so obviously planes that go that fast, they have to do it at a very high altitude. So he's probably going to be like at a hundred thousand feet, 150. Yeah. Minimum wind resistance. Otherwise you catch fire. (laughs) Right. So So you need a very thin thin atmosphere uh, atmosphere for that to happen. Right. But they do a beautiful job and they have this, this great thing where they, that you can see the heat waves on the glass and little, little, little bits of flaky metal. And we really got to give credit to like there there are very few directors that have a visual sense like like Joe like Joe like it's really really outstanding and like he has he has an image in mind he's going to deliver it no matter what and uh, and it's some of this stuff is really really shocking it's like speaking of Joe because I you know I I we've all worked with Joe in the past uh, uh, and he's he's really great Uh, but I remember before he was even. A pick director or had directed he was, anything. He was an archivist guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, before he directed anything, he was he was at that point. At one point, he was repped by he was repped by uh, anonymous, uh, but he was not uh, doing anything yet. But he was trying mm-hmm. to do car commercials, right? Right. And I remember very specifically how he was showing us like the the best car commercial he's ever saw and the worst car commercial he ever saw, right? Mm-hmm. And there was one. The best one he saw was. Uh, that he illustrated as like this is the best one was uh, specifically from the eighties, and it was for Saab, and they had it with a Saab jet, and it was very Top Gun looking, awesome, like right. high action with this right. Saab flying down the 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 you know the uh, the runway, and then the jet right behind it, and like you know, and it just was super awesome. So 
I'm thinking of those images and about Joe getting excited about, and this was, you know, 16 years ago, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. So I'm thinking about him just getting super excited about seeing that. And I was like, so when I saw him, he's like, and now he gets to do it for real yeah, with yeah, Top no Gun. Like, yeah, exactly. He gets to do the best, coolest thing. Yep. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's more grounded than Tron, you know, mm-hmm. but almost as just, fantastical right well and his like his development as a director since like the commercial days through to now is really pretty fantastic like he is like he knew like he knew what his weaknesses were and he attended to them and he slowly gets better and better and better until he handles this movie and i'm just like you're not only do your uh your like your direction of actors gets better your sense of what works screenwriting wise gets better and better uh and then he starts working with cruise uh and cruise is a a real yes. movie producer like he knows movies and yeah. why they work and i think that uh since then and they worked so long and so hard on this movie like you went to tom cruise school you know yeah, like you did. went to tom yeah, and, and like, you did a, and i remember him telling me those like when you did oblivion he's like i'm gonna work with tom cruise it's gonna be the best because he's gonna teach me how to bake movies yeah. <laughs> how to make movies. absolutely true absolutely true and like that's like tom cruise was built to make top gun maverick Right. Like that is what he was put on the earth to do. That's what he does well. Right. And uh between the two of them, like that's it's uh, it's like a match made in heaven. Like he does yeah. exactly the kind of thing that Joe wants to make and then their their best efforts combine perfectly. It's, it's really incredible. So the 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 admiral that comes by is Ed Harris. Right? Yeah. Yep. Angry Ed. Good old Ed. Who, by the way, we should think of that name in that other thing that we were talking about on the list of names of, of actors. Around. <laughs> yeah, right. right. That's true. Yes, he's perfect. <laughs> he, he's, uh, he, so he's the admiral who comes by. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah he's yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. great. Uh, so Ed was uh, 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 – so he shows up in a car just as, of course, the plane is on the runway taking off, right? So he gets out of the uh, he get he he gets out of the car. You can tell he's upset about it. The plane does this incredible. Of course, it's it's basically doing the flyby the the the, the yeah. tower from the first Top Gun. Yeah, right, right. But they take it even to a better extreme. It does this thing. It flies over their head, right, and. The roof of the security shack goes, yeah, <laughs> which apparently actually happened. Yes, like that so, is a re- that's a real thing that happened, and they happened to capture it. Yes, so <laughs> that was definitely they did it with a real airplane, mm-hmm. and then they put this one in instead. Yes, they swapped it out. They swapped yep. it out. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, really, really something. Yes, so they did a lot of things for real in here, which you can tell. Yeah, right. But if the fact that they did that. They probably haphazardly put that roof on on purpose to make that happen. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Right? Like, because Ed Harris barely flinches, but the roof almost comes off the building. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I, it's, it's believable that, like, a shack like that is, like, right off the back of a, you know, a semi. They just glue It's a fucking guard shack. You know, it's, right. it's not like a F has to be Fort Knox. Uh, but I'm sure they were like, well, let's not bolt that down. The way it's a dead, you could put the, uh, the Allen wrenches away, guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so the, the, the plane goes at, you know, goes, of course, he gets it up to Mach 10, gorgeous shot. Then he says, let's just go a little further. Like, oh no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Right. Right. Of course, he does it. Plane shuts down, explodes in the middle of the air. Oh no. Is Tom Cruise 
killed, is this the end of the movie? <laughs> sure. <laughs> the we're only in the five minutes. That, that was totally, by the way, they go into the cafe. Right. That yeah. was totally lit. Everything was lifted like from right stuff. Right stuff. It's, yeah. well, it's a, that is a straight up call to right stuff. The it whole scene. Straight up call from right like, stuff. Like that's yeah. the whole, cause it's the, um, it's the, uh, he, 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 he obviously, he crash landed, best to put it, he basically crash landed, right? Mm-hmm. You don't see it. You just see the, the explosion in the sky, right? right? Which is also beautifully well done, mm-hmm. right? You don't see him parachuting, which is actually good restraint on that one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To go straight, right. you just see him in his in his uh, suit, little frazzled, little little burnt, <laughs> right? <laughs> little because... soot on his face. That's right. And he walks into a cafe in the middle of this little town, right? And you know it's really far from where he left off because he was going so fast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. As uh, yeah, Dave points out, that's the Jaeger scene from um uh from uh, right stuff. It's right. like it's yeah. it's there with uh is that Sam 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 Neil not Sam Neil rather Sam no not Sam Waterson Sam Shepard. There we are. Sam Shepard. Yeah. And Dave said it's the scene that tells us without a doubt that Maverick is the new Chuck Yeager, is which new, is a really yes. good way of putting it because yes. it's a tribute to it as opposed yes. to a rip off of it. Yes. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a great scene just all by itself. In fact, um, uh, what's his name? The guy, the nerd writer, did an essay uh, just on that scene, comparing the scene to a pop song and how it's structured like a pop song. So I, I highly recommend that essay. It's very a nerd nerd writer on YouTube, uh, Top Gun pop song, and you'll get it. And it's really really something. And it is like you can see like the structure of how it builds, like uh, you know, leads in like this. Gives you a little joy, then pulls it back, and then pumps it up, and then pulls it back, and then pumps it up over the top. Yep. And it's a it's a perfectly rendered scene. It's hysterical. So the next thing is he gets yelled at by Ed Harris. Of course, is he going to get fired or grounded or whatever's going to happen? All those were like loose. You're a loose cannon. You're a, yeah. That kind of stuff was just heavy. That's the big brush paint was the yeah. loose yeah. cannon stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> but 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 you. But it's oh, Ed Harris and Tom Cruise. Yeah, so exactly. This is the meat and potatoes I'm here for. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> exactly. that's the most umami no thing you can get, man. <laughs> exactly. That is some beefiness. Maverick, I can't believe you've been doing this for 25 minutes. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like, so, oh, what was the, what was the, what was the, the, uh, uh so I married an axe murder. The, uh, who plays the, 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 the police oh, chief. It, yeah. It's hysterical. It's Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. When he's like, listen, you spaghetti bandit, spaghetti bandit, is that too much? Was that too much? Was that, <laughs> was that too much with the racial slurs? <laughs> okay, yeah, no, it's good. Okay, <laughs> I love, I love. I, Alan Arkin. We should. Is he have, still but, alive? Or did he I die? Be- I believe he is still alive. He yes. is still alive. Yes. I wish we could have him forever, Alan Arkin. I, you know dead. what? It's, you know what's weird? You are responsible for the Bay of Pigs. <laughs> I don't understand this. <laughs> no, no. Wait a minute. I'm that just that a dentist from New York. How are you what? doing the Bay of Pigs? I don't understand this. <laughs> Shell, you were fantastic. I don't want any. Well, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Serpentine. 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 <laughs> Shell, you were fantastic. Really? Okay. No, oh my God. I yeah. understand. You were the first dentist to use the spritzer drill in New York. It's like, well, one of them. If anyone wants to know what we're referencing here, that is The In-Laws, uh, one of the great unsung comedies of the 80s. Oh, my God. Alan Arkin and, uh, yeah, and, and uh, Columbo there with Peter Falk. Peter Falk. Yeah, unbelievable. We'll do that Shell. another time, but it's brilliant. You are fantastic, Shell. 
I tell you, it just flies. It was very sad. It's big you know what was weird? Is that I've been getting National Geographic Ellen, for 20 years. Ellen, Arkin, <laughs> Ellen Arkin's character dies in Little Miss Sunshine. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I thought he was dead, because I really believed he died. Yeah, he, they, they, they killed him for the movie. They but he did him the Kaminsky the method, and then he was getting too old. But I loved him in the Kaminsky method. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Kaminsky method was great. Absolutely fantastic. I'm How old is Alan Arkin right now? I'm going to look it up. 82, 83, maybe? That's All what right. I mean, yes. All right. Well, yeah. we'll keep going on this story. Maybe someone can help us on the on the chat. Dave 3 ds with uh, the Ed Harris quote, you can't get a promotion. You won't retire despite your best efforts. You refuse to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, that is. That is. That's in the trailer. It's a great line. It, well delivered. That's it. That's the raw. That's the raw. It's one of life's line. greatest mysteries, sir. That's his, that's that, that's Tom Cruise. That's true. His response to it. It's too good, man. Too good. So they say he thinks he's going to get grounded. He's ready for it. He's like, ah, but I'm going to save my team. That's the other thing. He's not selfish anymore. He's doing it to save his team, right? Sacrificing. That's himself. right. That's right. Sacrificing himself. But no, looks like you got yourself a guardian angel. You're going back to Top Gun, right? <laughs> what? What? The Top movie? <laughs> the movie? Yes, the movie. Right? So, uh, so yes, it goes to San Diego. What? Listen, it sounds like we're mocking it, but it's awesome. It's no, it's just, amazing. It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's well, and then, like, like we said, the, the, the meta aspect of this, where the, he's basically saying, you're going back to Top Gun the movie. And Tom, <laughs> and Tom Cruise is like, but sir, I'm already filming two back-to-back Mission Impossible films. How is this going to work? And I've yeah. just turned 60. <laughs> I just turned 60. Did he really? Yes. yes. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. He turned 60. Like, can you imagine me in a jet plane? <laughs> like, come on. Oh, that's interesting you say that because I saw a thing on YouTube the other day where it was, and I'll share it with everybody. I'll get it and share it. Um, I forget his name. I think he was an actor. He passed away. He uh, was in a simple plan. Uh, oh, Bill. Um, yeah, he's Paxton. great. Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill yeah. Paxton. I think it was Bill Paxton. He did die. Yeah. Yes, he died. That was like 54. And he was doing this thing where he, maybe it's Bill Paxton, but I'll find it. He goes up into a spy plane at 70,000 feet. Mm. It's Oh, I seen this movie. It's it's a YouTube movie and it's twenty five minutes. Okay, it's no, so I good. See it. I no, didn't man. see okay. it, but I did like him in Edge of Tomorrow. Bill oh, Paxton, yeah. with Tom Cruise, <laughs> with Tom Cruise. He would never get me in that fucking plane. I mean, God. it was seventy thousand feet. Oh, it's insane! Yeah, that's insanity. That's insanity. Well, Eric, you don't want to go into anything that's you know, like you get terrified in airplanes. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a whole. I know place. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. It's interesting because I literally I, – because I, did I tell you the life insurance story? Yes. What is the life insurance story? Go ahead. Tell us the life insurance no, story. I, you've you, you've told me, but that, tell there's them. an audience. There's an a whole audience. audience. The whole audience. <laughs> I had, we had to redo our life insurance. So a life insurance person spoke with me on the phone like a week and a half ago. Uh-huh. And they were like, we just have to ask you questions. It was a half hour asking questions. And then they get to the part like, do you fly besides it was what something wording was like, not commercially, but do you fly in planes or scuba dive or, you know, you know, the parachute? And I was like, hey, let me just tell you one thing. First of all, my favorite food is airplane food because I always <laughs> think it's my last meal. And it's not a joke. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. these nuts are so savory because I feel like I'm going to die. Yeah, so. There's no way you would get me in an airplane, scuba dive. No, uh, <laughs> I've never flown in a helicopter. I've never small. How are we going to put you in Domino Principle Two? 
if you so won't do saying, these things. So all those just check no, okay? Because I don't do that kind <laughs> of crap. Good God, man! Yeah, no, like I, 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 uh, I used to be very terrified of flying. Uh, I managed to get over it, and then uh, just a few years ago, um, we flew through, like, flew through a lightning storm, and I absolutely disassociated. Like, like I, it was like lightning striking the plane, crazy, like, uh, you know, John Lithgow, nineteen eighty-two kind of yeah. shit. <laughs> I had that over Malta. I had that oh over Malta. And this, these two fat Maltese guys were looking at me. They called me Pufta because I was like grabbing the edge. <laughs> oh, we're gonna die! This we were struck it. by lightning and we we're like spinning. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like terrified. And they're like Pufta. I was yeah. like, you know what? You see a little we dude can't. outside the window. Going, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> throw a fire extinguisher on your head. Oh my god, man! Yeah, no. So like now, I don't. I'm not even afraid at all, just because like that nerve that runs through my body is completely fried. All right, listen. Nothing left. <laughs> we still have to get through another movie after this. Oh, that's, we barely it's a two movie got day. started. It's, we can't do this. All two right. So, uh, no, wait, so, I have one more story. To tell. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's flying Mach ten. <laughs> so he's flying Mach ten. He gets he gets uh, he gets kicked to to because uh, really we could go through this whole plot in ten minutes if we wanted to, but we don't seem to be able to do that. <laughs> but but track, he gets to San Diego. He goes to San Diego to Top Gun. Right, San Diego looks very much like san diego it's it is san diego clearly it is not vancouver <laughs> as yeah, far as right. i can tell yes right it looks right. very much like san diego <laughs> which is kind of nice uh by the way this film this was the, the, another story about this is this was filmed like two years before covid yeah yeah you know no it's been a while license plate said 2020 yeah no it's a it's been a while this is like a five-year production or something like right this. and they stuff. held off for two summers before they put this in theaters. It was supposed to come out in 2020. And it was filmed in 2017 or 2018 is when they no. were filming this. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. Right? Well, so they didn't commitment. they didn't put it out till 2022. That was five years after they, they filmed this. Now, well, Avatar was way longer than that. I know that's whole problem. Yeah, but that's a special case. This, right. is, this, is, this is a normal Hollywood movie production. This and it was James very Cameron. smart. It was one of the smartest ways and timing into like the, now is the right time to pull the trigger. And having the guts to hold off as opposed to let's just put it on HBO. You know? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Right. That. Well, this, this is something and I that bet I you get. Tom had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Too. Well, I mean, like as you can see, it's like when, uh, you know, like his control – uh, over the product is enormous and his sort of uh, respect for the process is enormous. Um, and I think that like, cause that, the video games are going through this a little bit too. Cause like there was a game uh, people might know that called cyberpunk that came out and yep. it was so completely unfinished and people were paying 60 and 70 bucks for this thing. And it was just trash when it came out, absolute broken, unplayable trash. Right. And, uh, and like it, they got the company sued out the wazoo and all of a sudden, and it's right. taken them years to recover from this and rebuild the game and put it out the way that it should have been. And out of that, games are now taking the stance of like, we're just going to take forever to make these things, you know, like, because it's a, it's a disaster to release them. Uh, destroy the company. it'll destroy the company. And it's just like, that's what the, that's the, that's the problem with the HBO model. It's like when you just sort of like half finish something and then dump it. Like, well, HBO model. He's like, talking about there's a lot of movies that, that, that during the pandemic that just said, we're just going to put it on HBO. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, there's it, only one or two really made it through that process. Dune, Dune, Dune did. Dune yeah. Did, Dune did. did well. 
Okay. Uh, All right. Let's keep going. So he gets there and he's going to train these guys. He goes, he goes to the bar, right? First to right. the bar, just like in the first Top Gun. There's, I mean, listen, it's just the same thing. Right. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is the bartender. Yes. Yes. She was not in the first Top Gun. She She's not in the do. first one, right? And, and, it's uh, Kelly McGillis in the first yes. one. So but, I don't uh, know what, who her character is supposed to be here and what her association yeah. is. Right. So there's some, was, some. In the first film, she was a bar back. Now <laughs> she's been promoted. She's full, yeah, she's full now full. she's a general. So that's the cool thing. There you <laughs> right. see that story arc. That's great. Yeah, like in the first film, the love interest. Penny is was kill, mentioned kill. in the first film. Is was she? she? Oh, neat. That's cool. Okay. Well, so yeah, like a little you. little day for you guys. Okay, yeah. doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. The like, fact that I she's still know, she's the fact she's that still I didn't in know, age, every age appropriate zone. It's like sure. Like people were like, how come you didn't get Kelly McGillis? And it's just like Kelly McGillis is also Tom Cruise's age, but Tom Cruise. Is a superhuman creature. Yes, that that doesn't work. Doesn't right. work. Like they're like for instance, if you're she, like she, if, if you're a sixty year old woman would not look good on screen. Yeah, they, they just can't like they can't sell that movie. That's no. something that, that's just the that the, like people are, like that's twenty year olds sad. are not gonna. This it is it is the nature of the business. It's a very expensive sorry. film. You have to sell it to twenty year olds. Twenty yes. year olds are gonna. And do here's that. the other that's thing also, right? Because the one of the one of the pilots that he's gonna train in Top Gun is supposed mm -hmm. to be the son of Goose, right? Right. And the son of Goose is like a little kid mm -hmm. in the first movie who he puts on the piano, right? Right. That kid – so basically that kid is supposed to be about 10 years old, right? Right. Which means he was born in 1975. Right, which means he's like a little younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> he's right. almost 50. Yeah, exactly. Which he's not. Clearly. Which he's not. Exactly. Are you 50? I'm, I'm going to be 52 shortly. Me too. Yep. Well, but right, so Dan and I have birthdays about two days apart. Yeah. But yeah, like this, that's the thing is like, I think that people are right to, I mean, like, it's, it's always an issue of like, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, age appropriate relationships and all this kind of stuff. I, th I think that Jennifer Connelly is still an age appropriate relationship or Tom. Your age plus 10 is the rule. I think like Jennifer Connelly is like Tom Cruise in that she is mystically beautiful, even though she is, uh, much, much, much older. And, uh, and so like you have to have these special look, I mean, they, whatever their age is, you had, they have to be very sellable product. That's the way Hollywood looks at it. Tom Cruise is still visibly sellable as an adventuring man. So they put him in movies. He's willing to jump out of things and he looks really good doing it. That's why he's the star as opposed to say Paul Giamatti. Like Paul Giamatti is not going to be leading a Mission Impossible film because you wouldn't, you, like you wouldn't take it seriously. And that's the way that we watch movies. <laughs> So like that, it's you know Kelly McGillis is uh, an excellent actor and she's doing whatever she's doing right now, but she's not the one you're going to cast in the you know the fucking you know uh, jet fighting movie. Like you need right. the you need the twenty somethings to watch this. So the in the bar shows up all of the pilots, right? That are going to be the Top Gun pilots, and this this is the most awkward scene to me by far in this film. They're all like, "What's your call sign?" Oh yeah, it's the big, you know, ridiculous macho scene. At the macho bar. scene, right? right? And so the bad guy, the quote unquote bad guy, who, who mm -hmm. like, said, like, you need to look and act just like Iceman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he he's, does a pretty good job. He's, he's he does a pretty good job. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. Right? That's good. So that's the thing right there, right? And I'm like, okay, so you're the Iceman guy. It's like, okay, and you are the son of Goose. So in order for people to see that, we're gonna have to make sure you have a mustache. <laughs> Right, exactly. That's it. The shitty mustache. Shitty That's mustache. You genetically have the same shitty mustache. Right. That's how. And, we it, and if people still don't get it, you need to have a Hawaiian shirt 
and right. you seem to play great balls of fire on the piano. Which no one his age would know, but no. that's fine. <laughs> right. 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 And all yeah. the music is very dated for people oh, of that age. Yeah. It's, it's very dated. I was yeah, right? thinking about the music, musical beats. I, I honestly, they remixed the, um, the, uh, Bob O'Reilly by The Who, and they did a really great job mixing mm-hmm. that. You know, different, they kind of merged choruses and stuff. Yeah. And, and I was like, that's just a target audience thing. Right. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Without, I mean, like, if you were I actually to, if you're really to make a movie with like with twenty somethings in it, they'd be all online listening to chiptune music and, um, you know, and playing video games and talking about really heady yeah, intellectual it, stuff. It worked, and, and you realize <laughs> like, that's how it. beautiful uh, Pete Townsend's tone was. I was like, sure. God, it's just timeless, sure. man. And it's backed by you know like an acoustic guitar, right? Like the J two hundred. It's really uh, it holds up, but I did think uh, they're just doing it for. Yeah, well, like the the thing is, what's and what is it? I did the music. Yeah, it's true. But like, what what's sort of interesting with how they like how this works is that, uh, like th- this is not a uh, a good cross section of what it's like to be a uh, a you know a younger generation person. Like this is a this is a uh, a sort of a language by which we talk about the energy of young people in an adventure movie. When most, like most young people of of their age, that is, like, aren't going to bars and talking macho bullshit. Like, that's just not the the vibe right now, yeah. right? Um, but it is the vibe of a Top Gun movie, and so we have to find a way to make that work in an advertising way. Um, now, like, I don't think that I would I would be interested to know if people who are actually in the military look at that scene and think that that's realistic realistic representation of how they act or whether this is a weird you know cosplaying thing uh about acting like people in top gun from 1984 yeah. they do have one woman in it yes right one one woman one black guy yep <laughs> yeah i mean like it's it, like it's all like it's all according to the you know the studio plan and everybody's fine everyone's the, good. everyone's fine everyone's yeah. fine all right so 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 there's a very like a jovial scene where you know he's hey he has to buy drinks for people and the whole thing happened right Right. it doesn't really matter right but basically they all all the young guys see that this this old timer quote unquote old timer right even though he looks like he's 35 uh, at the bar and uh they're all kind of making well man okay throw him out of the bar and everything else right Right. but then of course they realize the next day when they go to top gun class (laughs) which is in a huge hangar with a flag the size flag of a behind. football field behind them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. This American flag is so high, huge. Which is like straight out of like George C. Scott and Patton. Yeah. Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think they had that in the first one. I'm, Dave Feedy yeah. seems to have the best memory of this. But yes. they, they had this giant flag, right? And so uh, basically they realized, oh, shit, that's the guy we threw out of the bar. He's our, he's our, he's our teacher. Oh, we're in trouble. You know, like that kind trouble. of thing. Right? Now, of course, they do the thing where they basically say, here's your mission. Mission that you have to do. And they it's like, this is the manual for the F-18, which is the plane we're going to be flying. You to throw that away. Because <laughs> your enemy knows it too. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, if this were a realistic scene, it would be like, okay, so open up the PDF I give you on your phones and delete it. <laughs> but, but that's like what's amazing is that's what Chris was like. When we first put – 
together a martini giant. He's like, this is your manual for podcasting. And he threw it right You're out. Like, throw it Dan out. Dan looks at me and he's like, you already know it and our other podcaster enemies know it too. <laughs> That's right. It was strange. And I was like, wait a minute. We're going to be doing two films back to back, slightly related by Val Kilmer. Sometimes we won't watch it, but we'll still give a review. We have opinions whether we even seen the film. I'll have you do that, Eric. Don't watch the movies, but talk about it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's where we're at. It's it's kind of a Top Gun here. This is this podcasting school. Okay. (laughs) So the plot is here's the general premise of the thing. They've got three weeks to knock out. A nuclear refinement site. It's in a remote area in some place that no one knows. You don't really know who the enemy is. You don't know anything about anything that's Iran. going on, right? They say Iran. Iran. No, they don't say Iran. No, no, they no, no. Do. They, they, they do not say, say anyone. They do not say they anyone. Say it is where they, they gave them tickets. Where they're <laughs> going to take a flight. And <laughs> like I see it briefly, exactly. Nope. Sir, it could Sirania. be it could be Serania. Yes, it's yeah. it's Seranistan. Serana Russia. Serana Russia. Yeah. Seranistan Russia. Yep. That's about right. That's about right. It's uh, a, like it's a it's a tribute to the movie, and it kind of works in the first one. It really works in this one where. There, there is no bad guy to this movie. There is, there's like it's there only is, the bad guy is time. The bad guy is time, exactly. Yes. And You're they, they, out they specifically call this out, like yes. the bad guy is time, and that is Tom Cruise talking about being sixty. Yeah, like that is the movie. That is the movie. Yeah, we only yeah. have so much time to to do this stuff, right? And you got to do it. So, so what they're doing is there is there there's a they show the landscape. You got to go down this canyon. To stay below enemy radar, this is and and you got if you go up, the Sams are going to get you, right? <laughs> that's one thing. The next thing is we're using F-18s because that's the only thing that can be stealthy enough to get in there without because you can't use normal stealths because of some GPS thing. So they kind of go old school, <laughs> right. right? With right. F-18s, <laughs> they had to fly backwards. I don't want to spoil alert. They have to fly the planes backwards up the mountain. Right. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. But you have to keep it low. But otherwise, Darth Vader will see you, yeah, and right. he'll fly in, and then right. we have to get Han Solo to come blow you up. Right. <laughs> so, so that so they've had to go through this. They got to go do the steep incline, get into this crater. They've got to do it twice, literally. And literally, this By the is way, the, the Star Wars thing. On that sequence. Oh, oh it's to the viewer. dude. This yeah. is like this thing. Okay, I, before we get into the meat of this thing, I just want to say structurally. This is as well done as uh, as any sort of like plan the mission, execute the mission thing I've ever seen, because they retell the story like five times. They're like, this is what you have to do. You have to do this, 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 this. And then they keep on every time they repeat it, they symbolically attach it to another set of stakes uh, emotionally for the characters until you finally arrive at the actual thing. And it's about uh, Goose's son and Maverick. And I'm just like, this is fucking, this is gold. This is it. Like, this is like, uh, what's the, the dirty dozen? It's just like, yeah. we're going to explain Aaron it Brockovich. as we do it. Yeah. Aaron Aaron That's a Same fine thing. film. That's an excellent film. Uh, uh, it's, it's beautifully done. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so you literally got to use two shots. One to blow up 
the the air conditioning vent <laughs> or something right. like that. the guy. And then, and then the bit, second yeah. one to go down and, and blow up the nukes, right? Yes. Right. And they have to do it, and they they have to have the laser targeting system. Otherwise, you got to go in blind or use the force or something. You know, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. I would, that's what I would love to see. Is like Tom Cruise takes off his helmet, like use no, the I force. Do, it. <laughs> do it blind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right? I, I would have believed it at that point. I would have believed. Right. So, so they, so they simulate this thing. They have an area where they simulate this over and over and over again. Oh, first of all, they go there through their whole, like, you know, swing their dicks around when they're, when they're doing their dog fight practice right. amongst themselves and they have to do 200 pushups every time they get yep, knocked down. All that, right. all that stuff. And that's where they really get pissed off at each other. Lots of tension between people yelling. And then what's the deal with Goose? It's not Goose. What was the guy's name? Who was the, uh, Goose's son? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I, Oh, his call sign second. is what is? Hey, I'm just gonna look up the old IMDb. This will take 18 minutes. Okay. Uh, anyway, so so they get into this big, 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 just you know, match about all that. Right. Uh, rooster. Thank you. Yes. Rooster, goose. Yes, goose rooster. and rooster. Of course. Yeah. Uh, right. Thank. I would have called him. Thank goose you, Dave 3D. <laughs> rooster. <laughs> I was gonna call him cocky, but that's okay. <laughs> rooster, rooster, Hondo, Warlock, and Bob. Bob, yes. right, right. Yep. Bob That's was the guy. That was the joke one. Yeah, hey, and and we also have to give credit to the unlike the original Top Gun, they actually explain and integrate what the second guy does. Like oh, that's right. part of the movie. This as opposed to like. There are two guys in the air. One of them is Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, they, they actually make it part of the plot and part of the tension. It's really, really right. good. So then what they – so so they go through it over and over and over again. Oh, and then uh, now the new quote-unquote enemy is Tom – is uh, John Hamm. Yes. Going full ham in this thing. Yeah, he is. Hamming it up. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Yeah. He's like – you Sometimes want the ham? You, you got the eyes, ham. It feels like a Chrysler commercial. <laughs> God, I love it so he much. He does. It's like it's so good. He's got that kind of fifties. Did you he's, see? He's did you see uh, John Ham on Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. Oh God, it's funny because <laughs> the episode is uh, Albert Brooks wants to do Awake for himself while he's still alive so he can see the nice things that people are saying about him. <laughs> right, 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 right. And That's John Ham wants to like participate, but he wants to be more Jewish. So he's like <laughs> asking all these questions about how to be Jewish. <laughs> That's Awesome. And John Hamm trying to be Jewish is very, that's very too funny. good. That, this sounds like this sounds like Albert Brooks came up with it. Like that sounds like raw Albert Brooksism right there. It's perfect. If anyone who's listening who does not know who Albert Brooks is, you have an entire beautiful comedy world to experience. Oh my god, the best! Unbelievable, unbelievable. Best. But he actually, in the one I would like to, has anyone seen the new Fletch with John Hamm? Like I, initially, I heard it was I bad, but now I've heard many people say it's actually quite good and very easy fun. So I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it for the ham. Easy fun. Easy fun. I like easy fun. <laughs> Easy fun. Kind of like this movie. Which That's one is he going fun. on? Okay. It is. I'm going to keep this, the train on the track here. Easy fun. <laughs> so at this point, you've established all of these to think John Hamm is, uh, basically yelling at them, says it's going to fail, not going to work. And there's like no way they can do it. Right. And then 
they're 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 being too risky by doing what Tom Cruise is telling them to do, which is to fly super super low and super super fast, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And John Hammond's like, no, that's too dangerous. You know, fly at this height. And he's like, but then the Sams will see us. He's like, well, you have a better chance of surviving than hitting a wall or whatever it is, right? And so they're having this whole thing. They uh, and oh, right. And there's a situation with Tom Cruise where he gets in trouble. Uh, of course, he's about to get fired, uh, and he doesn't know if he oh, can do it. That's the, the right, 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 and that's a bad, a bad situation, right? But he does, uh, he does have a talk with, uh, and he's he's debating over Rooster, right? He Rooster being Goose's son, he doesn't want him to be on the on the project because he doesn't want he feels bad about Goose dying, and he doesn't want his yeah. doesn't want Rooster to be, uh, uh, you know. Uh, to be at, at risk. And in fact, he jeopardized his career. Right. Uh, oh, like he, this is a really great little, I love this little story because it like, it sort of, uh, gr it grows up this plot line a little bit because right. like, first of all, the relationship with Jennifer Connelly is a much more grown up version than you would expect for this kind of movie. It's like, good. It's, it's a believable. really, it's, a, it's actually very believable. It's very, very earnest. And yep. like, um, as someone of, at least in the ballpark age of that, of that couple i was like this feels real this feels very realistic like the the way they're the way they're treating each other is realistic and the way they like uh where she um works with, talks with her daughter and how they handle the relationship all feels good um but tom cruise admits like instead of having a big sex scene right between uh the two of them like they they say okay so they had sex is the, that's the sex scene they don't they don't show they show nothing but the the sex scene in quotes is them talking earnestly about uh uh tom cruise moving forward in his life and where she is at and i'm just like yeah that is that's the sexy part <laughs> like yeah. hey ad adults talking about real things that matter right and uh as opposed to what they did in tom top Gun, yeah which is exactly them humping it was just humping. <laughs> <laughs> exactly i'm all for humping that's fine but like it's in in the tom cruise is 60 years old that's no longer as entertaining as it might have been when he was 24 but he doesn't he looks like he's 35 I, it's i know he's from the moon i don't understand but like still the uh like this scene reveals that he uh uh he's doing this uh because meg ryan's character uh uh before she passed away from cancer um uh said please do whatever you can to keep him from flying because i can't lose them both right right and so tom cruise agreed to do this and to uh uh to pull his papers and sort of set his career back uh research career back by four years right. and uh and what's really this is the best part of it is like jennifer Connolly kind of calls tom cruise on the uh protective heroic bullshit that he's doing in that story right like and like it's like yeah, like you are trying to protect something about yourself, like right. by doing this, like you're, yes, like it's, you, you love the kid and you want him to be safe, but there's something else that's going on here that you need to solve within yourself. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, that is a really deft, uh, smart and bizarrely grown up scene to have in this movie. And it's the kind of uh, weight that the movie needs to have the impact that it does. And I'm, I'm like, it's it, like they, they don't have a lot of like sit down, meaningful talks or anything like this, but they had it in the right place at the right time that the rest of the movie carries that meaning with it. And it gets very emotional. Like it was a very successfully emotional experience for the, in, in, in a totally silly action adventure jet movie. And that's where it happens. It was right there. What it was. Yeah. Action adventure jet. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, they do Which instead of doing the volleyball. Yes, it's, it's huge. That's <laughs> a bit. It's one. Of, it's the second biggest hit this year, after yeah, Avatar Two, and it did great. So yeah. instead of doing the volleyball scene, mm-hmm. they do a football scene. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. And it's a good scene. It's fine. Yeah. Well, but it's, I gotta right. tell you. I gotta tell you this. All I was doing was looking for Corbina in every shot. Because <laughs> yeah. that was like the perfect beach. It's, it's San Diego Beach, right? And just for people you know, I've talked about Corbina. I'm going to, I just promise this will be my only, I hopefully will be my only uh, fishing thing. If you look at that scene, it's like the perfect example of where you'd find Corbina. That last little lip of water that barely looks like anything, you can find huge fish that are in that amount of water that you would be surprised you can catch and is right. absolutely exciting. Right. So watching that was just kind of uh, – I think this is an entirely new thing that Martini Giant can offer is you should record uh, fishing podcasts over movies that take place near water. Right. <laughs> just so just at the very beginning saying, okay, so we're starting this at uh, 10 seconds in, give them a time code, and then just do a record. We'll, of- we'll do the great outdoors and I'll talk about bass fishing the whole time. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Let us know in chat if that's a good idea. It's yeah. a great idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so yes, they do have a blessing. And then, of course, John Hamm is like, oh, where are you guys? Are you guys? And it's like, oh, he told to build a team. I'm building a team. That, by the way, there's a shot of John Hamm coming out of the, the, the hangar where he's looking for people, right? And you see yeah. all the planes are in perfect and unison and he walks in the middle of it, right? And it's, this, this is a Joe Kaczynski thing. Joe Kaczynski is very good at one point perspective. Like oh, yeah. really yeah. good the, at the Kubrickian, you know, but it's, yeah. but he's got a yeah. special way that he shoots it that he absolutely is, is kind of cool. And mm-hmm. he's done, he's partnered with, with, Again, Claudio, who's the DP on this, right? Oh, yeah, so Claudio, yeah. Miranda Claudio Miranda is the, yeah. is the DP on this, who is yeah. also the DP on Tron and Oblivion. It's great. great and great, great, uh, great. and it, was he the DP on Oblivion? I think he was. I think, I think he was. I'll look it up. Go ahead. Uh, he was also DP on Life of Pi, where he got a bit of a talking to about that. <laughs> That's uh, right. Because it was all uh, green screen and it was He's a great photographer though, we have to say. He is a very good photographer. He knows his cameras, he knows his lighting, and he's That's actually 100%. works very well with visual effects companies. He communicates very well. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh so but anyway, so that was really kind of a kind of awesome. Um so, right. So basically what happens is, of course, uh, they tried to fire Tom Cruise. They said, oh, right. Sorry. Big thing. Uh, can't leave this out. He's having this conflict. Doesn't know what to do. He gets a text message from Iceman. Iceman has been a well-decorated admiral at this point, right? And mm-hmm. has been protecting Maverick the whole time. They're good friends, which mm-hmm. is – Great. That's a kind of a nice thing to, mm-hmm. to think, considering where the last movie left off. Yep. Yep. And it's been protecting Maverick from being, you know, the rebel, right? Right. But he's been, you know, so he says, I got to see you right away. And this was kind of a cool thing because a lot of people like Ken, Val Kimner has not been on screen for a long time. Val Kimner, as a lot of people know, has suffered uh, road road cancer, cancer. Yeah. right? Yeah. So he can't really talk that much. Right. So he yeah, can't. Really- uh, there's, it's a wonderful documentary. Um, on Amazon Prime about Val Kilmer, uh, okay. that's narrated by his son, and it's very, very moving. Uh, and like how his, you know, his whole career in history. And I would say that like the the power of using Kilmer in this way 
is was and very good. It's brilliant. It's really brilliant. It was like, but it was the smartest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, they basically said he's dying, right? Yeah. He's he's, and so he can barely talk, which is true. Or he's not dying anymore. Yeah. He just can't right. talk. But right. but it was kind of this amazing thing. And they have this little exchange about. You know, he's Val Kimner is typing on a computer to communicate things. So, so it's big words on a computer, and that's how they're having their conversation. And it's kind of an amazing. It's a really amazing scene. It's great. It's very simple, like I mentioned earlier. It's very simple, but it's just really well done about you know how he needs to get over himself, <laughs> help the kid, do the right thing. Yeah, it's this great, is, and it's really, really, really well. Well, and like there's a the the great moment in this thing. I mean, it's. <laughs> Like not only are they like it's it's very mature. They're talking really about their own careers, right? Yes. Uh, and like so, there's there's a few different levels. One, it's essentially like the studio talking to Tom Cruise, you know, and saying like, "Tom, you're getting pretty old, and it's time to pass the fucking torch." <laughs> like right. so, then there's that. There's the history between Cruise and Kilmer. Uh, themselves and their own personal history. Uh, and then there's the specifics of what the scene is as characters. But when, uh, when it comes down to uh, Kilmer saying, you have to let go and it hangs on Cruz for a second. And he just says, I don't know how, like, I was like crying. I was yeah. like, Fuck, this is, this is Tom. It's this true. Exactly, I don't think he knows how not to be an, an action hero. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. really, it's it was yeah. really, it really got me. I was just like, this is, and of course, now like my, uh, like I, I don't know Tom Cruise at all, but like what he, like my history with Tom Cruise movies, uh, means that Tom Cruise is a part of my brain, right? And for uh, this scene to happen where it's just like, well, you know, you got to realize you're getting older. Like this is twining all these emotional you know, uh, nerve endings in, in, uh, in, you know, in my actual experience. And, uh, you can't be the age of Tom Cruise and not feel like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, like it is, uh, we're, we're in the back nine now. So we really gotta, we really gotta pull this off. And it's very, it's very, very effective. It's very, very effective. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite, quite, quite powerful. Yep. Um, so, uh let's see uh so basically that scene happens then Iceman dies <laughs> yep yeah right goes to the funeral no one's here to protect you anymore maverick maverick That's right right and so they're like they have the the time the time of course we've got now we only have one week to do it right mm-hmm. and we can't do it and maverick's out so we're gonna do it my way says john ham right right and just as that's happening, he lays down the ham. He lays down the ham, <laughs> and they're like, "But, but, but, you're risking all of us, right?" And and so then finally, uh, they uh, Tom Cruise gets in the plane and does it himself while this is going on. Oh, yes, breaks the record, what breaks the record of uh, of the yeah. fastest run, nails yeah. it, and proves to Ham that it can be done, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, without losing his job. Yep. It was yeah, a little kind of. Oh, it's impossible, it's but it's impossible. amazing. Yes, and so instead of instead of instead of actually losing his job, he's like, "Great, now you're a team leader." Wait, what? Yeah. Like I'm we a- should. I mean, that's that's what's within the context of this nonsense. Like right. that's what makes it believable. Is they're like the only way this has a ch- like is the way that Tom, uh, John Ham's whole point of view is like they said a few times. It's just like 
the only thing we, we need to blow this facility up and I'm going to get these kids killed. I'm not really concerned about them living because I don't have any need for jet pilots anymore after this. Yeah. Right. It's all automated. It's all automated. So like, like Tom Cruise keeps on saying like, and get them home. Right, sir. And he's like, yeah, get them home. Right. right. And so when Cruise pulls off the stunt, uh, of doing it, like doing the run on time, like John Hamm's reaction is he's the only one who I can trust to actually do this thing. Like as much as I would like to fire him, like I need this fucking thing blown up and these kids aren't good enough to do it. So yeah, I have to make him the head. Right. You know? And so like it, it, within the cartoon nature of the world, like it, it makes a lot of sense. Like if you did it in real life, he would be canned. By the way, J- Dave, Dave 3D guy put in our thing. He says a uh, great meme of Tom Cruise, not aging. So for those of you who, uh, oh my not, God, that's terrifying. Who are not, who are, who are watching, who are, who are listening to this. Uh, it's a meme and it's basically Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire with a little kid, right? And then below it is <laughs> little kid's an old man. Tom Cruise with the same kid, <laughs> but now is an old man and Tom He's Cruise looks exactly man. the same. And <laughs> the other guy has white hair. <laughs> Tom Cruise looks exactly the same. Wow. Wow. That is terrifying to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's insanity. Click on the link on our thing. That's actually let me see if I can yeah. That's hysterical. That's hysterical. Yeah. Man, oh man. Whoever whoever he's paying to do what to him, I it proves that there are aliens from the future that are are, are uh, manipulating his gene code. Yeah. <laughs> that is all there is. Just just for shits and giggles. Let me see if I can put this in here. Oh, incidentally, yes, uh, Claudio did shoot uh, Oblivion. And uh, (laughs) and speaking of the Matrix. I just put it on our our thing. Like, there it is. On our stream. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Great. That's so so key. (laughs) That's hysterical. There it is. That's our new background. (laughs) All right. Uh, beautiful. <laughs> okay, so 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 they go. So now we go into Act Three, which is now they're on the aircraft carrier and they have to do the run for reals this time, mm-hmm. right? And it's all scary and everything else. And of course, who's left? They 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 put they have to put four planes and have to have these backup plans. And of course, the guy who's the quote unquote Iceman character is in the backup and he's very upset about it, right? Right. And so because Tom, you Cruise, the Han Solo jacket, yeah. Fun. Put, a, put on the Han Solo jacket, right? And so, like, let's clear this thing and go home, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so, of course, uh, uh, now Rooster is is with Tom and hits his wingman. And so they're going at it together, right? They go down. Uh, but now you've been seeing it in the quote-unquote simulated space somewhere in the Nevada desert. But now they're actually doing it, and it's in this, you know, Clearly, uh, a CG background, mm-hmm. which is very well done, right? Yeah, it's all um, excellent. The effects right. are tip top in this thing. And so, uh, the first thing is they send a bunch of Tomahawk missiles to blow up an airfield nearby, at which point the, that will knock out the airfield, but that means there's any planes that's still in the air are the ones that are going to be going after them, right? But they only need to time this whole thing so it all works out really well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they go down the canyon, Tom, you know, just like in Star Wars, right? Do, 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 do. Yep. Low, low enough, low enough so that the, the turrets, just like in Star Wars, don't, don't shoot them, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? Uh, they, Star Wars. Yeah. Some of the it, surface, some of the towers. 
right? <laughs> and so then they get to the they they get through the whole uh, they get through all of of that, um, and uh, basically what happens is uh, uh, one of them gets through, uh, uh, blows up the the air conditioning vent, <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom Cruise does hit the thing, right? Mm-hmm. But as they come out, the Sams get him, and it's a mess, right? Mm-hmm. So they're all over the place. Uh, Tom Tom Cruise saves him, right? But then gets shot down. Right. Right? So Tom escapes with his parachute. He's in a snowy area like that, right? And then uh, 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 a helicopter is coming to shoot Tom Cruise, but the helicopter is blown up by rooster who came mm-hmm. back for it to help him right. which tom cruise is upset about because that means now he's vulnerable he's endangered rooster you don't do this i promised right. your mother right? right so that kind of thing and then tom i'm trying to go through this as quickly as possible mm-hmm. but then the, the his plane gets shot down and the two of them are without planes wandering the snowy thing trying to escape enemies right at which point they show up in front of the airfield that they blew up, and they realize there are F-14s there, which are the planes they use in the original Top Gun. Of course. Right? <laughs> which is a relic of an airplane. I think point. they should have called them Top Guns. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a Top Gun. That's where it started to get like, huh? Like, it's like I have to I have to agree that like it's like in order to make the ending work, which is terrific, like they have to do a little bit of start hustling right here. It's like, okay, they're the ones they go they have got the plane there. Okay, anyway, and then they have the plane there. Right. You need to get these two in a plane together for the for the uh emotional structure. Totally to work. Right. Listen, yeah. it's fine. Like, that's what has it's to happen. Fine. Like, Listen, yeah, it's a little I've... bit it's a little hand wavy in this section. That's fine. Oh, what? Yeah, it's okay. Third act. That's... Listen, at this point, <laughs> at this point, you're eating the fries, man. You're like, oh, yeah, a minute. You know, I need? you know what I need now is that chocolate shake. Oh, can you like, wash it down? This is yeah. the chocolate shake portion. This is the, the chocolate video. shake part. I mean, like, can you imagine? Like that movie would if that movie didn't have Rooster and Maverick in the same fucking plane at yeah. the end, then it's a B plus. You yeah. just that's fucked. Like you have to get them into the same plane. That's what that's the, that is what the movie is about. Because yeah. it's got to be him and Go- the ghost of Goost. Go- Goost. Goost. <laughs> ghost of Goost. Ghost of Goost. And other short stories. Yeah, that's by O. Henry, I think. Goost. <laughs> Goost. <laughs> you got Goost. That's it. Oh, my God. Yeah, but yeah, that's this is what has to happen. So, I'm like, they actually handle this section as deftly as they can. I mean, it's nonsense. But they're right. just like, da-da-da, running the woods, getting the plane. And they get they fly the Top Gun off the off the you know fucking tarmac and right. uh, and then it's in the air. Yeah. Okay. So so what they have is they they get they get the plane off out of there right they fly it off but because it's an F fourteen the enemies who are flying quote unquote fifth generation planes right right they don't know if they're the good guys or bad guys right right and then they, they look s- like Darth Vader though. They do yeah. look like Dark Vader. They've got the dark right. masks on. Yeah, it's kind of completely marking free 
Right. Like they're just made of villainy. That's it. Yeah, like yeah, it's a plane it. made of of, uh, of evil. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Which is funny because like they're much more advanced technology, but yet we're the Americans. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Like <laughs> exactly. Like yeah, I'm sure that Afghanistan has uh, you know this new North, space Korea, North Korea. North Korea. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> North Korea has fifth generation F-35s. Okay. <laughs> That's right. uh, with VTOL and everything else. Okay. Um, so so yes, there's that situation. They manage to ev- they get one of the planes. The other one's chasing down. It's about to shoot them down. And who shows up but Han Solo, right? <laughs> yep, <laughs> meaning, exactly. Me- meaning uh, the other guy. Uh, great the- shot, kid. Yeah, yeah, great, great shot. That was one in a million. Great. It was very suspenseful, though. As oh, it was great. It was oh, it's ter- it's reality. terrific. I was it found it really great. Yeah, really it's, I mean, like it, this is a plus. The cutting was really good. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Oh my god! It sounds like I we're making fun of it, but we're loving this. Yeah, this is pure love. We, we love. are, we are, we are not making fun. We're not saying this, this is a. Yes, this it's is, cheesy, but it's yeah. awesome. This is this is an uh, an absolute five star movie in my opinion. Like this yeah, is great. Like, this is one of the great action films that has ever been made, and and uh, it's one of the greatest movies. Uh, Easily one of the greatest movies of the year, and this will be remembered for a hundred years. How much fun this movie is! Yeah. Absolutely terrific, well executed, and it's a yeah. clear example of this. And I think all the metaphors you're saying that about this is a metaphor for the film industry itself, and Tom Cruise and what mm-hmm. that all implies is a hundred percent true. Yeah, it's all there. so. Basically, they blow up the plane. They arrive. Hug, done. Yep. Is that the end of the movie? That's the end of the movie. Right? That's more or less the end of the movie. I mean, I don't yeah. think there's anything that happens after that. No, they, like and, and rightly said, it's just like it's like my favorite thing in Jaws is like you don't see Roy Shatter go back to his family. Like you're like that's fine. Who cares? There's women back. <laughs> that's yeah. all you need. They, they 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 win. They hug, and then uh, and there you go. That's all. That's all you really need in that film. And it's and it's absolutely absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So really it fun. was. It was a blast. It was a blast. Uh, yep. Just question, since there are still several of you on the, there's pl- plenty of you in chat. Uh, which guys? Which of you guys have seen it? Because I'm assuming a lot of you guys have seen this film. I I would be shocked if there's more than one person who has not seen this. If there's anyone who has not seen, it, I'd be curious. But then also, what I want to find out is uh, which one of you guys have not seen this film, mm. uh, because or not seen uh, Top Gun, uh, Top Secret. Like how many of you guys have not seen Top Secret? Because uh, that top would be Secret. Super, yeah. That'd be except for Eric, who's gonna tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen top I've seen Top Secret me ah, a couple dozen times. times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Brady was like, shouldn't we buy it? Because he loves this movie. Brady oh, absolutely loves this movie. It's, 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 it's the pure adolescent yeah, ridiculousness. It's totally, totally dumb film. It's it's perf- perfectly dumb. Perfectly yeah. dumb. The amount I think it had. I think it was they were advertising it as the highest number of gags per minute. Like yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah dude. It's like it's it's out of control. It's, it's every control. shot has something yeah. that is a joke in it. Yeah, and. Every uh, shot. And b- before we get into it, like, yeah, it's, oh God, it's just endless, 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 this movie. But yes, so that, uh, uh, our, our final review of Top Gun is by Top Gun, even if you haven't seen it, oh. buy it. <laughs> yeah, Top Gun is great. Top Gun is great. Um, I, if you have a I big TV, look, holy moly. Have a big TV. Free. Yeah, put, put the volume up, turn yeah. the lights down, 
and enjoy that should it. just come with TVs. That should just be on Roku automatically to test whether the TV's any good. It's like U2 is on every iPhone. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Sorry. Here you go. It's like well, you know, it was setting. interesting because there was wasn't it? It was a while ago that like every there was movies that were like Avatar was on every TV for a while. Right. You know? Right. 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 Um, this is this is definitely it. I was yeah. just like. Seeing this in nice big fat HD is like and the Matrix was also on every TV when it was yep. streaming. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, but yes. So we now when we move on to our second top of the. Before tops. we do that, I'm going <laughs> to take a small break. I got to use the restroom, and I'll be right back. Oh, uh, right but Excellent. before we do that, uh, I'm going to do uh, an ad break. If you guys want to chit chat about stuff, go ahead and do that. I'm taking a two minute ad break uh, on on our Twitch. For those of you, you, you guys and know I'll, the deal. When you're we back, I'll take a break. That sounds good. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. All right. I'll be right back. Just give me two minutes. Please stand by. And all right. Should be going into. Yep. It's going now. All right. So I'll be back. Oh, well. Now it's ad back. Ad break chat. How are you doing? Well. You feel good? Yeah. Just been working. Working like crazy. Working today. Yep. But, pardon me. It's been it's been good. It's been a good week, but yeah. No, and uh, I started rewriting that. Uh, I'd love to send it back to you to get your opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. Hit it anytime you want. Like those notes of just like breaking the narration up, but yeah. No, I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, but for anyone who happens to be listening, Erica is working on a project that he's been working on for a while, and uh, he's uh, uh, trying out a new media, and uh, it's already looking amazing. So very exciting. Um, yeah, no, I've been doing a ton of, ton, ton of writing, probably more writing per day than I've done ever now, uh, good, which, though. which is good. Yeah. And gets you into the, gets you into the zone. Uh, is it the danger zone? It is the danger zone. I feel very dangerous. I was quite they dangerous. open with the same movie song too. Oh yeah, totally. Oh. Totally. Yeah. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like, like I, I really feel like the, uh, uh, it, like the first, the first five minutes that's the only nod to nostalgia in that movie, really. It's like they have all the same cuts. They have all, it's like, it's an aircraft carrier, you know, all that kind of stuff. Sticks in the air. Yeah, lots of this, lots of that action. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's ultimately, ultimately, like, right. sequences were genius. Oh, it's just out of this world. Yeah, I mean, like, you can really, it's like, you can see how terrified those dudes are, like, 100%. Like, those actors are like, <laughs> you know, why did and I sign really on? In the, the plant. Yeah, it's real. It's real deal. It's real deal. And it's shocking. It's incredible what they do. I swear, every time they do that one, that shot one, it's like eight seconds. Nice. Two, one. Nicely done. Done. Back in time. Yay. Yeah, I think they must have an entire uh, single insurance company that only handles Tom Cruise. Like the, that's the only client. <laughs> Tom yeah. Cruise is insured by Tom Cruise Incorporated. That's it. I don't know. I think he's he's. What, didn't they do something? He's going to go into space or do something from space. He's going now. to be going into space. Yeah, and he's got two Mission Impossible movies back to back coming out. I just watched a long documentary of how he did one of the stunts for that, and like it's a motor riding a motorcycle. Well, off they the do cliff. that in the middle of uh, Avatar. Yeah, so yeah. they showed that in Avatar. Yeah, yeah, it's just insane. Like, and like if that guy gets killed, like going to space. Con- congratulations, Tom Spe- Cruise. Speaking of which, it, right? Ken Block died. Ken Block. Do you guys know who Ken Block is? No. He's a very famous uh, uh, stunt car driver. 
Oh. He did these incredible stunt. If look up Ken Block rally car stuff, and he did these incredible drifting like park like think of it like parkour in a car. Like he was amazing, uh, and he died. Yeah, he Ken died. Block and he was he was really big in like early two thousands. Like his stuff he did was unbelievable. Uh, maybe maybe later than that. I don't know. Maybe two ten. Ken, Ken Block. Block. Uh, yeah, Ken Block is known for. Let's see. Didn't you post something about a, a, a guy that died? Yes, his name was Ken know? Block. It's <laughs> <laughs> that dude. Same guy. Ken Block. But he's he. Yeah, the I mean, snowmobile accident, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yes, snowmobile accident. And who the what the the guy's name who who re- got run over by his own uh, snowplow? Oh, Gen- Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Jeremy Renner, and they had to have to amputate his leg. Are they? Is that actually happening? I, I think I heard they, that was a danger. I don't know if they were, if that was actually happening. No. I mean, he got, yeah. He got messed up for sure. He's really like, messed up. Like it's like you know the it's like the snowplow in The Shining, the one they get away in. That's what ran over him. Like mm. that is a very fucking serious machine. The I cat. You mean? Yeah. It's like that's a that's a real that's a monster. That's a monster. So I'm surprised that he lived at all. He didn't. No, like I'm not sure if he's going to lose his leg. Or not. I know it's certainly that's that was. It sounded like that was yeah. going to happen. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then later it came out that he was, I guess, trying to like save his nephew. His nephew was about to get hit by it or like whatever it was. Like, it sounds like it was, it sounds like it was similar to what killed Anton Yelchin, uh, like a faulty, a faulty break or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the thing lurched forward and, uh, and got him. But man, oh man, that's one of those things, man. It's just like at that moment, you're like, I'm glad that I was in Avengers movies so I can afford whatever this is going to cost. <laughs> Good God. They're going to have to reconstruct yeah, well, this whole I don't body. know if they made that much money. I mean, there's a secondary character for sure. Yeah, uh, exactly. Sorry. You, you don't get the good Avengers healthcare. Yeah, you get you the psychic get the, You don't get the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the Iron Man healthcare yeah, system. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we wish, we wish him well. We wish, I we like wish him well. Anyway. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, he's, so, he's amazing in uh, yeah, in uh, uh, Jesse James and the character Robert Ford. He plays one of the, uh, the oh, brothers. That's right. Yeah, that's terrific. right. Terrific act. Uh, 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 Renner tried to get back into the snowcat by climbing on the treads to uh, to leap into the cab and got pulled under the treads, oh, God. crushing his chest uh, flat and mangling his legs. That's uh, fucking. That is what uh, Dave Fuji says. That is uh, a nightmare. trying to save his nephew. Yeah. Right. That's a nightmare. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. We don't. Thanks for being upbeat, Chris. Jeez. Thank you for putting it in our chat. Sorry, dude. You know what? Like, we have to give a shout out. I mean, we don't know Jeremy Renner. We don't know anything about him. But anybody who's willing to get crushed by a snowplow to save a kid, not bad. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's know. a good That's a good pull. That's a not maverick bad. move right there. That's buddy. a maverick move. <laughs> maverick move. No doubt. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this movie of what we're going to talk about, Top Secret, came out in 1982? No, what? what no, 85? When when did it come out? Come on. 80, yeah, 81, 80, no, 84. 84. I think it's 84. Okay, so it's around the same time as, no, not the same time no. as Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun is 86, 87. Okay. I'm gonna say. All right. All right. And then, uh, so... Uh, this was around the time when they were really goofy comedies were pretty darn popular, right? Yes. Airplane, airplane is the number one example. And, and guys, this is the though, right? same guys who did airplane, right? Yep. 
And so they did this. They also did Hot Shots Part Dieu. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. They did, uh, they did, uh, the, uh, what else? They did all, they did all kinds of goofy comedy. Uh, this is the police academy was coming out around this time. That right. Kind of yeah. right. Yeah. Really yeah. goofy. It was, it was the heyday. Naked, naked gun. Naked gun. Yeah. All of those things. And these were like, this was a very popular theme, right? And yeah. the guys who were the best at these were the, the Abrams guys, right? Yes. Yeah. The Zucker, the Zucker brothers. Zucker, right? Zucker, Zucker brothers. Yes. Right. Zucker. Is it Zucker? Uh, like, yeah. Hang yeah. On, let me look up. It's, uh, uh, this is, uh, top secret. And yes, the, like this is definitely that here. 1984. That's, that is true. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, these, yeah, it's the Abrams and Zucker. Those, the, it's Abrams, uh, Jim Abrams, David Zucker, and Jerry Zucker. So the Zucker brothers and Jim Abrams, right, are the guys famous for this thing. And uh, they, this is, this is very, very. Uh, it's goofy to the point of insanity. It's yeah, <laughs> but it's, but there is some gags in here that are just so clever and so nonstop gags, nonstop gaggery, gaggery. Yeah. It's like watching, this is like, this is like Carrot Top Land. It's like, it's so much, so much nonsense. No, it's better than Carrot Top. Oh, it's, I'm doing such a qualitative statement. That was just a volume Much better than Carrot Top. (laughs) It's just nonstop, non, 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 nonstop, right? And to really throw you off, to start it with, you start with Omar Sharif. <laughs> yeah, I know. Famous legitimate actor. Yes. He's just doing it for healthcare. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think he was doing it for fun. <laughs> Lawrence, of, Lawrence of Arabia, Omar Sharif in your goofy, uh, you, you know, open with him, which is the way. best, the best thing to yes. do, right? Yes. I mean, Sharif was doing movies like, uh, you know, what, uh, what's the gem heist movie he did? Uh, green, green ice or something like he was doing some pretty trashy movies by this point, but, it's it's hysterical to see him now because he forgot like everyone's forgotten all the shitty movies that he's been in uh, around that time period. And we just remember like Doctor Zhivago and Lawrence of Arabia, yeah, and sure, then this. But he also um, he mainly was acting to pay for his uh, uh, gambling and uh, 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 card yes. playing. Yes, right. Yes. So so he I don't know if he you guys a big gambler. He was a little, he'd like to go to the casino for sure, but I think he was actually a very good card player. And he wrote he was about a, cards, right? He wrote so, about yeah, So, yeah, so it was a bridge. So was, he played bridge a lot, right. Right? right? And in fact, he wrote a column, the bridge column for the New York Times. That's right. So, yeah. uh, so he's really, really into that. So whenever he was running out of money, he'd just make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fill up the coffers. Fill up the coffers yeah. and then go back to it. Go, right? go hit the, hit the strip again. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I had a friend of mine who was work. He was he was amazing. Uh, uh, he's worked on. He's a he's a dolly grip, but he's like pushed dolly for like Eastwood and like all those guys, right? Like he's a really top level dolly grip guy. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me these stories that like he was working on a movie with Omar Sharif, and that's another actor who was in it, who apparently uh, was one of the guys from Lord of the Rings. one of the one of the old kings or whatever. But anyway, right. the two of them were in this movie and apparently Omar Sharif was just fucking shit faced the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> right? He's just shit faced. And <laughs> and apparently they were uh he was uh he was pushing Dolly uh and and he had to you know, they didn't have tracks, they were on wheels because right. of the way they were shooting things, they couldn't put the tracks down, so they were gonna put on wheels. And uh <laughs> 
He said, Omar, I'm going to come through here. So you have to stand behind this area here or I'm going to, you know, hit your foot, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, no problem, no problem. Greg, don't worry about it. Go, you know, whatever. (laughs) So (laughs) instead of his chest, right? And so he's like pushing the dolly. And of course, Omar is right there. So he has to stop the dolly and they yell at him. It's like, don't stop the dolly. He's like, but I was going to run over him. It's like, ah. So finally he's like, okay, just take two. Let's, let's do it again. It's like, but don't stop the dolly. It's like, okay. And so do it. And of course he's in there again, runs over Omar's foot with the dolly. And like, ah, I told me not to stop. I was like, okay, we'll just do it again. And it's like, and then Omar apparently just like, he just says, okay, fine. Hold on. And then just nails it. Yeah, <laughs> like he yeah, was exactly. like just perfect. And they shake it off, shake it off, squeeze out some of the gin, and let's do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it was like holy shit. Like you yeah. could barely comprehend him, and then like, hold on, I got this, I got this. Yeah, Boom, yeah. nailed it. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, man. The, 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 the muscles kick in, the muscle memory kicks in. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, yeah. Over, overrides everything. Yeah, I mean, like that entire uh, school of actors from like the. The fifties through the same, Oliver Reed, yeah. you know, all these guys, just yeah. all souses, every single one of them, mm-hmm. you know, unbelievable. Like, yeah, you know, like uh, Richard uh, Harris, uh, Harris, you know, all these yeah. fucking guys, unbelievable. Just the uh, classic, classic drunks. Yeah, but Bert, he's hysterical. Bert Lancaster. This movie. Bert, 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 every, everybody, everybody. That was the that was how you got through the day. That was yeah. how you got through the bourbon. Day. Bourbon. Yeah, that's it. Peter O'Toole. Yeah, Peter O'Toole. O'Toole. That's like Bob Lawrence for Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, just complete <laughs> blitzed. Yeah, boy, boy. Because, I mean, like, you can see it, like, in uh, Oliver Reed's in Gladiator, his last movie, and he died while he was making it. And, like, even when he's sitting still, it looks like someone has a bicycle pump stuffed in his neck, is pushing as hard as it can. His like, veins are sticking out, his eyes are ready to go. <laughs> like, oh my God, dude. Yeah, it's unreal. It's unreal. But, yeah, Sharif is hysterical in this movie. He's actually quite funny. Right. It, so he uh, plays a he spy. Really he plays a yeah. spy, and basically he's on a train, and they're on the mm-hmm. top of the train. Classic, classic mm-hmm. spy film thing, right? And the Nazis. Are there. So there's Nazis. Okay, so there's, there's Nazis. 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 What is this take place? Who knows? 1984. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the music is from the 50s. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's a bit flexible. It's what very flexible. Oh, we lost your audio. Hold on. Tell you when you come back. Nope. Don't hear you. Something happened. Uh, uh, uh. Lose Dan? Yeah, well, no, his, there you are. You're back. Ah, cat's been chewing on the wires. You got to get a new, <laughs> a new mic or something. I just don't want to drop the 30 bucks. I'm terrible. 30 bucks? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let me email it to you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's the next thing. I'm going to get it. Actually, I might, I might gently bump up the quality. And, okay. And get away from the, the the classic swing arm. There the is arm. a really good mic. If you oh, want to go you? to 150, if Which you want one? to go to 150, there is an amazing mic That's that is one. perfect. I'll do 150. Yeah. Like, this is the one you have. I'll so show I, you. You don't have a cat though. That's the problem. It's like the. the... Oh, you just lost it again. <laughs> God damn! It's not a bitch. There you go. It's back. It's back. It's back. It's back. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. What does the cat do? It eats the wires. When it's pissed that I'm not paying attention, it comes up and chews on the wires. Get that you can just get a new cable. You don't have to get a whole new <laughs> You can just get a new cat, Dan. What's the problem? <laughs> I he was going to say that. <laughs> All right. So Omar Sharif is – okay, I'm not going to go through it because it's too much to go through this whole thing. But basically there's this train gag thing. There's Nazis, right? He's fighting the, 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 the Nazi. He sees that there's a bridge coming up 
and the Nazi standing on top of the <laughs> of the bridge. He ducks, and of course, you hear boom, and then your audio went out again, and then. Uh, <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> okay. Then the, the, you look up and the guy is standing and the bridge is destroyed, which is right. hilarious. Okay. So this is the kind of gag. That's we're the getting. level. That's the level, level of where it's we're like going. Sub Muppet show jokes. Yeah. Is what, is what, is what we're aiming for. It's, it's, it's uh, like, it doesn't get, le- it doesn't get any more complex than this. No. It's just like the camera is running as many jokes as Before I get too much into this, Eric. Mm-hmm. You yes. said you had some feelings about this film. You you enjoyed it, but you have issues. <laughs> yeah, there was some it. of the prop stuff was good. It just doesn't hold up for me. You know, right. I love comedies, obviously, but it, it just was like, oh Christ! And it was I didn't know the time period. Not like it mattered. But oh, it's, it's, it was, yeah, it's, it's it, very they, much like Airplane. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> like I would like I would say that uh, Airplane is a Airplane is a better, tighter movie than this. Um, but like top secret is the one that I watch more just because like I've watched it to the point where jokes that didn't land for me before now land because they're so bad. Like there's so many of them. There's so fucking many of them. So it's, it's almost like you're looking forward to seeing those moments. Like here it comes, here it comes. It's like a dad, it's like, it's like a dad convention. Like everyone's just like, yeah, I got a joke for you. (laughs) It's just absolutely idiotic. Yeah. Wholesome. But there were some really cool gags, like Mm -hmm. the, you know, the sight gags that they do. It was Mm -hmm. fun, but it definitely was, um, you could, you really have to be, Guess not in the mood, but I don't. It's interesting when you guys are feeling like tired or whatever. You want to just veg out and watch movies. You like these kind of movies. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like this this is the reason why this movie is so funny to me is because it was on HBO and I watched it four hundred times when I was yeah. like sixteen years old. Right, and so like the it's not that the jokes are all classic. It's not like you're watching uh you know arsenic and old lace. It's right. not like it's nothing like that. It's just that there's it's just this unbelievable nonstop joke machine whether it's landing or not and i just it, they're burnt into my brain cells yeah, yes. I, like this is the joy of it yeah it's great i, yeah. I just for this me, is it's it's hard sometimes to sit through that and i and it's not like i need every movie to have a real takeaway purpose but i just i don't find they hold up well like for for instance this is the way i talk about it. like when you say like uh like between like ann and i like Anne's not a giant action film fan, and I'm not a giant, uh, you know, like rom com fan. Oh, um, we've got to, yeah, right. Go ahead. But like, uh, Anne is, uh, like, is easy on rom coms, and I am easy on action movies. Like, right. and another way to say it is that, uh, that I have very good taste in rom coms, and she has terrible taste because she'll like anything, right. and. I have, and I have shitty taste in action movies because I'll watch Jim Cotta five times. So this is the Jim Cotta of, of, uh, of comedies. <laughs> Listen, I think that there's some underappreciated parts of this comedy. That oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because I we'll think, and there, it, it, it is, you are inundated by stupid jokes, but <laughs> some of them like are surprisingly very clever. Oh, yeah, there's some great to the point where, like, wait, yeah, wait a minute, funny. like, this is like, you know, and okay, and the other big thing that they go through this and is everything is deadpan. Yes, and this is where Kilmer shines. Yes, yeah. they make yeah. everything super deadpan. He he, like that is the absolute key to this kind of humor is don't 
laugh at it. Like you right. need to pretend this down. is serious. Yes. In yes. the and it's complete absurdity. Pretend yes. it is serious. Yeah. And that is hard to do. Yeah. Like he's he does, the, not, he does it, not oversell anything. Nope. Like, Omar absolutely. Sharif does a really good job yeah. of that too, even though yeah. it's insanely stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like him and the novelty gift guy. Like oh, it's like oh I knew what fake, fake what fake like, dog poo what fake dog poo that's so good oh try, my god try this cigar <laughs> <laughs> like that scene is actually a, a sort of like a uh, a microcosm of the film right it's just like I'm just gonna keep on stuffing jokes in your face <laughs> that's what the scene that's what the entire film is it's so really like there's a, here's a joke cigar here I'm just gonna spray this fucking shit in your face. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I, look, you lost another joke here. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so it's so ridiculous. So, so, ridiculous. so you think this is a Nazi film you're about to watch, right? right. Yes. but it's not. It is because not. because suddenly you are in California, right? And it's like <laughs> and it's skeet the, shooting and surfing at the same time. It's the surfing. A, it's the eighties. Only suddenly, nineteen late fifties Beach Boy music is very popular, right? And and we go into a it's music so bizarre that it's <laughs> like, like wow. music shooting. video for skeet. Was it skeet, skeet surfing, surfing USA? Skeet surfing USA, where you're surfing and skeet shooting at the same time, right? <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> Like it's not. It's just nonsense. It's just an idiot movie, uh, and it's just like, and it goes, it goes. They do an entire music video. Like, they do. Just the whole they do, and thing. all, and all the gags, like yeah. you know, as they're falling from their surfboard, they're shooting in the air and shooting down planes by accident yeah. because they're doing that. Yeah, oh my God. There's the uh, you know, the girl with the bikini, and the you know, and she gets up from her back, and there's two holes in the in the in the sand where her, her boobs were. So stupid, right? It's just dumb. But yeah. it's just like the like the it's like this is the like the the movie doesn't give you any time to adapt. No. to what it's showing you at all it's just gonna be like oh you, you better not miss the next gag <laughs> it's it gonna come it's coming but it's coming it's, it's coming, also coming. so dense that if you i paused the screen on like when it says nick rivers you know hits the top of the charts with skeet surfing usa it shows the charts yeah. it shows that there's like a bunch of other, like a bunch of other nick rivers songs that are also in the top 10 about and, skeet, it, and it's about all about skeet shooting <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like By the, the, way, there was the dedication is there, amazing. There was one joke in there that I, I could not stop laughing. That was the Leroy Newman. Oh Leroy the, yeah, it's a good like talk what? about a fucking like, the dude who had the fucking the air the what do you call it that uh, air train or whatever it was that guy anyway like yeah like he's just like uh, when he's listing like no, all torching. the. Yeah, we tortured them. It's like, well, do you want us to bring up the Leroy Neiman thing? <laughs> it's so good. It's so. He good. only believes things that are written in the New York Times. Oh my god, in the New York, uh, New York Post. That's yeah, right. Yeah. He's, he's a complete idiot. He only believes things that are written in the New York Post. <laughs> like the well, they do that. We're mostly blind. Like the when Kilmer is captured by the Nazis and he's literally being whipped by Nazis, right? And he gets and, he, and he's knocked unconscious and he has this nightmare. That he's running through high school on the last day of exams. And this other guy's like, no, you've missed all the exams. School's over. And it's like, oh, no, I'm still in school. And it fades back to him being whipped by Nazis. And he goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. I'm only being whipped by Nazis. I'm not in school. <laughs> like, oh, like, this is the, like, these these are now running jokes in my family. <laughs> like, I've seen this so many, but I'm still in school. Unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable. Yeah. 
fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're introduced to this character named Nick Rivers. It's going to be hard to go through this because, again, it is this is all the about the nonsense. Gag. The plot is the, nonsense. But there it, is a plot. It's all it, it's all over the map, dude. Yeah, it's, it's all, all over, the over the map. Like but, to, to loosely say the plot, um, Val Kilmer is a rock star, right? He is there. He is there. He is there specifically for the cultural festival in Germany. It right. is. And by the way, this is 1985. We said or 84. Right. So wall comes down in 88. Right. Yeah. So so this is. There's still East Germany and West Germany. <laughs> right. Right. This is a Cold so War movie. Right. It's a Cold War movie, except the Nazis are trying to have a resurgence. Yes. On right. the east a side. Secret cabal of Nazis that are trying to take over the world again is the, again, is the bad as guys. Nazis. Right. And, and then, and then, uh, because it's a Cold War movie, they're playing Beach Boys music. <laughs> right. <laughs> because it's the 1950s, right? Sure. It makes sense. Sure. Now. Right. And, and yeah, then they and then he somehow Nick, Nick, out that, Nick that Rivers he, is, uh, is, is going to go to this cultural festival, go to, go to Germany and, at the same time, because uh, who was going to be playing there? It's not Inkleberg Humperdinck. Mel Torme. Like, Mel Torme. The running joke of Mel Torme. Right. And so, like, he was going to be playing there, but pulled out the last second. And then, so they have to get Nick Rivers to uh, to sub for him. He's a giant hit, but in the middle of all this, like, he accidentally interferes with the Nazi plot. The Nazis think that he's part. Ah, but he gets involved with the French resistance. And then, yeah, so they think <laughs> he's part of the French resistance. And so they capture him and they're and they torture him. And then they, uh, and then, uh, he escapes and joins the resistance to fight the Nazis. That is the plot of the movie. And then, and then they have to go, and, and then the at the end, part was the guy was from Blue Lagoon. Oh, that was, that yeah, was yeah, that's, that we'll get to that point in a second. But so, there is, so I'm just going to just sort of, so we, so we can just talk about the gags the whole time. Yes, but what they do is they basically, he falls in love with this girl, right? <laughs> and the girl, uh, has a, her dad is in prison and he invented some bomb that they're trying to, uh, stop and so they're infiltrating this prison to save him and escape right yes. that's the whole thing so that's it's kind of like great escape or whatever kind of yeah i mean it's not like casablanca and great escape, escape and all, and all that stuff. Yeah, all yeah. of those movies are, mashed are, are together. Right. all mashed together okay right. but <laughs> there's several weird things that happen throughout this whole process that are hilarious one of them i want to talk about specifically which is a it's a one of the longer gags and it's hilarious and it's the Swedish bookstore because there's a lot of history oh to that Swedish bookstore story, right? <laughs> Go for it. So, uh, what, who, uh, Peter Cushing, Peter Cushing, Peter Cushing, the classic, amazing. plays. Everyone the, knows him as the Grand Moff Tarkin, but he, if you watch any Hammer horror film, he is a superstar. The guy is amazing. Peter Cushing right. is a classic, absolute classic. Right. So, but he is Grand Moff Tarkin, right? Yeah. It's a, and so, so the joke, so it's long stop. And so they go to basically the Swedish bookstore to get information about what's going on. But because it's Swedish, they don't, they didn't, instead of like not sort of, instead of speaking Swedish, what they did is they actually filmed the whole thing backwards, <laughs> right? but then- pretended that it was forwards. And so ran it is, forwards, yep, yep, and yep, so everyone's yep, voices yep, backwards, yep, which yep, sounds yep, Swedish, which sounds right. Swedish, right? <laughs> right. Now, there's Swedish another the same sound as the Swedish chef from the Muppets. That's yep, the kind yep, of Swedish. Yep, 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 <laughs> exactly. yep, yep, yep. And if you've listened to our TikTok, you'll know that that's exactly what we uh, we did when we did the Correct. backwards and forwards. We learned the palindrome Swedish. of the thing, right? Okay, so so as that's happening, though, the first opening gag of it is he's got this giant magnifying glass in front of his face 
right? Which makes his eye look really big because he's got a magnifying glass and he takes the magnifying glass away, but his face is still really big and he's got a really huge eye. Yeah, it's, it's just enormous. <laughs> right? Which like, they do a lot of those gags yeah. specifically like that. Right. Now, the reason that's such an important part of history is because in order to make that mold for his face, they did a cast of his face, <laughs> right? That cast of his face was used in Star Wars for them to reintroduce him as an uh, in the movie when as they a CG character as for a CG Rogue character. Yeah. So they used the ca- his cast of his face to uh, and scan that to reconstruct uh, the Rogue One. Uh, 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 I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. So, like, uh, Top Secret is actually part of Star Wars history. That's pretty yes. amazing. Yes. Yeah, because, like, I, I I, think that it's too bad that uh, Peter Cushing is part of the club of older English actors who are not going to remember for their greatest roles. But uh, but at very least, some decent use was was made of that. Because uh, Rogue One's a pretty, pretty good movie. And it uh, also led to Andor, the only truly great Star Wars thing in the past 15 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, so just to, just that that Peter Cushion thing is just kind of an important thing. And but anyway, yeah. in that gag, also they keep it kind of. You're not quite understanding what's going on because they acted out backwards pretty well until yep. suddenly they do things like flip books back and they like have this weird anti gravity. Yeah, thing like yeah, like, like Val Kilmer takes a book and he throws it perfectly back up into the bookcase because <laughs> when they filmed it, he knocked it out of the bookcase and he simply caught it. Right. And so like, and then finally, but they also yeah, do this like, thing with the dust. Like it was like the dust goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The right. And like uh, the, the dog runs through the scene backwards. And backwards. And then they, they slide up the, it's the, so the fire elaborate. pole. It's like, it's, it's such a dumb gag and they spent so much time. They spent so it. much money on props. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, I mean, like, like just practical yeah. effects were like, like yeah. just all prop department must have gone insane. Well, it's like, you guys a, give me one, give yeah, me go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's like Dave 3D points out like the giant phone gag, you know. Where oh, they like, do that all they all throughout this. <laughs> just like, tell me exactly what happened to the giant phone. It's just very simple, but it's it's, like, it's a perfect gag. Shot of a shot of uh, the Nazis, right? And the phone rings. wide shot, wide shot, it's a super wide shot. And you see the Nazis way in the background. And the, this phone, phone right is in the, in the foreground, in the foreground of the camera. It's a very important call. And the phone's right up in the shot. They walk up, and it turns out that they're actually very close to an, an enormous phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's just it's just fucking so silly it's so silly and it's like it, like because i think of the way that comedies are generally terrible now like like it's like all comedy has to send all comedies and movies comedy and movies is generally just turned into ironic self-deprecation a go-go like they're like especially in right whatever avengers movies where it's like constantly making jokes at your expense and the believability of the film. And then that sort of bleeds over into all, virtually every comedy that you see on Netflix. And right. I'm just like, it can be funny and the timing can be, if the timing is good, it can be funny, but it's like, it's very self-conscious comedy or it's just like, it's essentially defending itself against your criticisms by saying like, I know the jokes are stupid, so I'm just going to be cynical. Right. Whereas this is like, it knows the jokes are stupid. So it's laughing as hard as it can. It's like, this is it, like, it, it celebrates how dumb this is instead of making fun of it. And like, I think that's the, that's the key to the whole movie is like, it's so, uh, uh, shotgun dumb to the face mm-hmm. that it's really joyous as opposed to, um, being, uh, 
uh, sort of snarky. And I think that that's, that's a kind of comedy that I wish would come back a little bit because it's like, it, it becomes depressing to only hear a cynical, ironic comedy 100% of the time in all media. Like that's a drag, you yes. know, like, or like, like get, get a little bit more silly. And actually like, I would, I would say that the kind of comedy that this movie is, is the kind of comedy that people make for TikTok. Like, yes. like it's absolutely oh, yeah. ludicrous and it's really, really fun. And so 10 seconds, yeah. imagine just uh, 90 minutes of TikTok jokes. Yes. Yes, exactly. And like, this is you're what this is flipping through them, you know? And so like, I think that they're like this, uh, my, like my kids love this movie the, and we watch it a lot. And I think that that's what it is. It's like, it's so fucking you guys refreshing. Watch Top Secret? Yes. Yes. And, uh, and like, it's such a refreshingly silly, fun experience. Yep. Uh, that it's not really concerned with doing it particularly well. It's just the fun of doing it. And uh, that's, that's what really sells the so movie. Here's, here's the numbers. Mm -hmm. it, okay. It, it made $20 million. It made Hot, 20 million. Yeah. yeah. Airplane made 171. Yeah. Hot yeah. Shots Part Two made 133. Right. And the Kentucky Fried Movie made 7.1. Right. Well, Kentucky Fried Movie was like 78, 79. And that was on the forefront of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it really hit with Airplane. Airplane's uh, made a ton bitch. of money. And so this is probably seen as a big bomb for I them. I love Airplane. Oh, airplane's great. Airplane is is a absolute comedy classic. Like but I I like this at the level of airplane, honestly yeah. speaking, because like, I think there's something about this that is just that. So to me, it was comedies were like a good comedy was like nonstop gags. Yeah, right. right. If it was just a slow story, then it was not as funny to me. Me, I just want to laugh. When I was right. like a young age. Oh, oh, it's yeah. a laugh, 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 laugh. And this is just right. laugh, 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 right? Right. Because like, uh, I think that Airplane is, is a tighter, funny, it's like a tighter, funnier movie. And it's more, more of a classic actual comedy. Right. Um, but that's not what this is. This is like, this is like hanging around with people telling jokes. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's just raw fun. Whereas right. like, Airplane is still trying to be a movie. Right. Like, and it's, uh, it's closer to like, it's closer they to something. They probably had the full confidence, pardon me. Mm -hmm. Of like because they made 171 million on airplane, they kind of just went. Run, run they went full just... bore on this thing, yeah. And then, yeah, which is like totally this. Pulled a, this, uh, like those yeah. Wachowski brothers, you know? right? And the second of Matrix, eh, we'll yeah. We just do whatever we want. Well, because like the then this, it's too bad that Kilmer suffered from this. Like it's because Kilmer is in like we brought up Real Genius before. You know, it's like Real Genius is uh like bombed horribly, and even today people don't know it very well. And because like, there's so many other movies that are kind of like it around the set, like weird science and all these other shitty movies. Yes, um, and so like the, and this movie comes out and it's a real work of art. Like it's incredibly well-made and extremely funny. And Kilmer is like through the roof. Great. Like it's a star making performance by any standard, but it gets just, just gets buried. Right. And they, uh, you think there was too many of these types of movies? Yeah. Come? Yeah. I think it was just too flooded. Yeah. Like, yeah, like top, top secret was like at the crest of that. And then underperformed, even though Kilmer is like, is a standout and, uh, he didn't get the lift from it that he should have like, and that's, that happened his whole career. And it's really something. And then that's why he ends up being sort of like second banana. Great. In a number of films, you know, like Top like Gun, he, like Top Gun, <laughs> like heat, for instance, like he's one of the best parts oh, of yeah. heat. So yeah, he is, you know, he's yeah. unbelievably good. Yeah. It's a hinge character in heat and it's a very small, but incredibly well-played role. 
what it's really kind of interesting, like he does straight guy and completely believable thing while joking the whole time. Right. Right. And that's that, like, he is, especially when he's committing things like the big, uh, the big dance numbers in this. Yes. Like, I'm just like, it's fucking shocking how well he does this. He's like, he's a really good dancer. He's delivering he the good, he's delivering the, he's the, doing the it a little, right just to get people, present, he does kind of a little bit of an Elvis Presley thing, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. And, and, and he's doing the dance and the girl, the girl's crying over yeah. him. <laughs> it's awesome. This is so they do this whole thing where the girls are like, are little in their petticoats, just like, uh, yeah, crying. Right. It's right. like a Beatles concert, right? Beatles. Like, and, right and the, the one girl that he's singing to is way too young. Like oh yeah, so it's totally like one of, it's a, I, one of those girls is a Zucker child. That yes, oh your your mic went out, and you're screaming into no. Mother, there you go. You're back. You're back. You're back. There we go. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The 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 it's she she's, she just passes out. From, yeah, from it falls like, off stage. Yeah, it was just like it's punk. perfect. <laughs> it's like, and he just keeps on looking straight ahead, like it's hysterical. Yeah. You know, and it, like I actually love it. like that. She's like, she's like, like 13? even if she were, yeah, she's like thirteen, right? And so it's uncomfortably young, which is to me a great joke on how fucking weird this is because yes. this is like what was being sold. And at, he's singing to like how he can't live without her. Yeah, it's, it's super <laughs> awkward, right? And he's just like, oh, baby, please, all this kind of stuff. Baby, and she's like sobbing and all this stuff, and then he just looks away and she like passes out and he's like, whatever. <laughs> You just hear oh, <laughs> falls off the stage, Kelsey Grammer style. Nobody pays attention whatsoever. Right. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But he also does this thing where he's like, he's leaning, like he's holding the microphone, right? And he keeps pulling it, and the, they turn the microphone into like a, a, a rope. But yeah. it just looked like it just looked like he's stretching the mic, <laughs> the mic stick around the thing, oh, and it's, it's insane. And then he's like, he's like, oh, I can't live without you because this is the, the title of the song, and the girls are crying, like, yeah. oh. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and so it's like, he puts his head in an oven. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do without you, baby. Why is there an no. oven on stage? Who knows? No one. And, then it pulls, and he's like, no. And then it, like, he lays down on railroad tracks. Like, no, oh no, God. no, no. Oh, it's, it's so, so stupid. Good. It's so, so dumb. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like, you have that. You have like the, uh, the dance, the elaborate dance sequence that he does with the, uh, the main woman. Yeah. Uh, when they're sort of like doing this weird German dance yeah. and having all yeah. this dialogue. And he goes, <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh my God, it's insane. <laughs> the amount of work that goes into this shit is just like, it's as, so like, as, as, by the way, yeah. by the way, that is a great, uh, uh, Pope in the pool thing because they're, they talk <laughs> about, the they talk about why there's the resistance and what they're doing and how exactly. the political, right. they're talking about the political climate between east and west right right and this very serious dialogue yeah exactly very serious dialogue yeah, while exactly. doing this ridiculous elaborate right. dance <laughs> because young people in your country don't know what they they take freedom for granted and all this kind of stuff and then they're like fucking silly Unbelievable, man. And then they had, you know, the other gag that is classic. This is classic dad go, dad joke line. It's like, oh, we'll hide here in the janitor's closet. They open it up and there's a janitor in the closet, right? Right. Yeah. They close so that good. door. It's like, oh, we'll hide here in the prop room. And they in open the it prop up. Room. And it's full of propellers. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh my God. It's just insane. And then they like, they do like, when they do like a, his, when he performs for the Germans, when like he thinks he's the guy that they're talking about, like, oh, right. you know, maybe we can get him to come up here and sing. And then they're actually talking about like some, you uh, know, Nazi, like, no, no, some, Nazi some, some, classical. Some, no, 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 no. He's actually uh, Russian. 
I'm sorry, Russian guy that's come. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's like, he's obviously like an opera singer. Right. And, uh, and Val Kimmer's less like, oh, I can't believe they want me to sing. And he gets on stage. And it goes into this like Busby Berkeley level fucking pre- presentation. Yeah. That was just like, they had, like you're saying, Eric, like they have so much confidence going into making this movie that yeah. they're, they're just like, let's fucking swing for the fences. And they totally do. And I think that that's yeah, And it's almost like it didn't need to make sense. Just to get exactly. The gags. It doesn't get the need gags. to make sense exactly. at all. Just get the gags in there. That's what, that's what people are there for. And, uh, and I think that like, yeah, it's like, I think that that complete oversaturation is what, like for you, it's like, I, I mean, I get it. Like there's so much in there that it basically, there's no story, no setup, no follow through half the jokes work. And it's a giant mess. Uh, but that, for me, that's so much. It's that's kind. It's like this goulash where you just like, it's just the whole, the the pot is just filled with shit mixed up and served out as fast as they can possibly make well, it. It's well, just hysterical, babe. Hysterical. Well, it's funny because like so 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 Brady has this term. I think he, Karen taught it to him. But like whenever he watches a movie and it's like a serious movie or it's like exciting, it's like oh, that's a lot to to digest, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He doesn't like to go to bed right away, right? right. Because it's too much. So he, oh, I needs, so he needs he needs what he calls a palate cleanser, right? Right. And so to him, watching an episode of Frasier or whatever is a palate cleanser. But this movie is like a palate cleanser. It's like, you can just watch this and yeah, fuck it. Exactly. Now dude. I go to bed. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not overthinking anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, shut, I, your, shut your analytical brain down. Exactly. Just enjoy it. Let Listen. <laughs> latrine just the latrine joke in itself this is a running gag so good so good <laughs> every time they have some news to show up this they they go to the french resistance all their names are ridiculous right so you have you have uh croissant, croissant uh, yeah. and then uh deja vu haven't i seen you somewhere before yeah and, then, and the black guy of course his name is chocolate moose, chocolate moose yeah, right exactly all this stuff. and then every time they have bad news this one character comes up called latrine <laughs> And he's always looked like he's coming out of a gunfight. Like, like, shot to shit. He's just like, <laughs> latrine! And he's like, ugh. And he this shows terrible up. thing has happened. Yeah. This yeah. terrible thing has happened. And he, this happens over and over again. He's always shot to shit. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter where it came from. And at one point he says, latrine! And he's like, ugh. And he's like, lay down here. And they put him against, like, lay him on the dirt against a log. But then they put, like, a pillow behind him with all this little doily stuff <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, where did they get the pillow? And they're just like, here, be comfortable yeah, on this pillow. A lot of those gags, like the, the binocular scene. Of the oh, the, 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 uh, oh the binocular. Okay, so let's. The, this is a classic top secret thing. The binocular scene, right? He pulls up these binoculars. He's looking through the binoculars, and as you see it in movies, the way they show binoculars in movies is they show the shot, but it's blacked out, and it has the shape of two circles put together. Right. That's how binoculars look in movies. That's the language right? of film. It's the language of film. Right. But what they actually did is they made a giant cutout black thing, right, that they put in front of the camera that's on the ground, and there's cows behind there, and the cows walk over the circle into <laughs> the other side <laughs> of the binocular. And it is exactly. just – it they they play with foreground they, they do a lot of foreground background lots of stunts like that lots and lots and lots, lots of stunts of like that but yeah I mean like they they like there's uh, like there's even stuff in this movie like we brought up before like there's references to things that are completely lost to time like nobody knows what the blue lagoon is right uh, but some it's like somehow this still plays it's so fucking silly where it's just like 
the main woman tells a story about how she, uh, you know, when she was young, she, uh, boat sank and she grew up on this island with this other boy. And it's, it's the Blue Lagoon. And so, it's like, the Blue Lagoon. but they, they, that's a they, popular they, film at that time. Right. And so, like, and, uh, with Brooke Shields and all the stuff and where it's like, like, what if this, you know, incredibly beautiful young couple, like, children grow up and they they come of age and they fall in love and all this kind of stuff on a on a fantasy island right so they do all this the entire set literally looks like gilligan's island like they're just straight up doing gilligan's island right right and but like, it's also about like they, they they grew up and became suburbanites because they, they had exactly <laughs> they, they, they built a house out of bamboo that has a garage door it's opener garage door. <laughs> yeah. all this fucking junk and it's she's like, she's got a shopping like, cart and picking fruit off and trees the shopping cart's made of bamboo and all this kind of nothing so they play that gag as long and as hard as they possibly can and then she comes out of the flashback and then that's that joke and then when that guy actually shows up as the leader of the resistance and she thought he was dead he shows up in the room and he's he's shirtless has like palm frond bikini and it's completely greased up (laughs) just like yes Yes. (laughs) this is perfect and she's like oh my god you're nigel you're still here you're still here you're still here and she shows up and she she's got a tape measure on her like you know for a seamstress and he like puts his arm up and does his bicep and she's measuring measuring how thick the bicep size and val kimmer's rolling his eyes like oh god oh my god it's fucking it's i know i I know how dumb this sounds and i promise you it's so much more dumb it's it's (laughs) it's so stupid right but this is the thing it's gonna be like i think that there's like for instance the funny the literal funniest movie i've ever seen is young frankenstein like Mm. it's it's impossibly it's it's a perfect movie it's a perfect representation of the movies they're trying to make fun of and also love. Yep. And it's so tightly cut and the jet and the jokes work so well that it's just like, they don't have to tell you zillions of jokes because the time is filled with you laughing at the joke they just told. Right. Like, that's like, if you're talking about a real, real classic bit of work, that's, that's where this is at. No, that's where that's, that's where young Frankenstein's at. Like a step down, still incredible for me is blazing saddles, which le- like I bla- so I flipped those. Well, this is the thing. It's like bla- Blazing Saddles is. I think Blazing thing. Saddles is is like, flawless. Well, this this is what I mean. It's like this is this is it, this fits into exactly what you said before. Because like for me, like the filmmaking of Young Frankenstein is what makes the joke so tight that it pushes it above everything. But right. with Blazing Saddles, it starts to lean way more towards volume of jokes. Is yeah. is enormous in Blazing Saddles, and they're working. That's like an yeah, eighty they, an eighty percent hit rate. But, right. but, but, but they're also pushing a social thing. Yes. Like it's, it is near like, so not like when I'm, when I'm comparing these two, these are two works of pure genius. Like right. absolutely. Like these are both incredibly well-made movies brilliantly yep. put together. Like it's like, uh, uh, young Frankenstein is much more the art film of the two because they're like, he's playing into like really replicating a very particular look vibe and, and thing. Whereas like, Blazing Saddles, it's a lot looser and there's a lot more room for literally 150 more jokes. Um, and though they don't hit quite as hard and as tight as Young Frankenstein, like there's a hundred more of them and they're all almost A plus. And, uh, and it's wrapped around an actual, like still the best anti racism film I've ever seen. Like it's just right. Which you, you couldn't, you can't. Show that today because people would think it's racist. Which because is, we, no, the movie's the, like, the, the greatest irony the, of that. The, the movie is <laughs> very like it could not be more 
anti-racist. That's the whole point. The jokes. But that's the so thing. That's because this is specifically, odd. this is what, uh, uh, Mel Brooks does so well. And he says the best way to fight Nazis is to make fun of them. Is to make fun of them. Right. Right. And so the best way to fight racists is to make fun is of them. Is to make fun of them. Right? right. And like, and he's, unafraid. and so you, you actually portray here is how stupid. Yes. Like racism looks completely unafraid by making to th- so it's like right. oh that sounds very racist exactly exactly that's what it's it fucking saying exactly that's why right. it's funny and that's right. he's like if you make racist look like stupid then no, this is, like well hbo had to put a warning up uh in, fr- in front of place of saddles because people were so offended by it and what they're being offended by is the language in the movie right which is to say that there are racists in the movie who are saying racist things they're saying the n-word a lot <laughs> like a that's lot. the whole fucking gag of the movie yeah. it's like when you see a bunch of, of white guys. people using the n-word yeah yeah it's gonna shock you yeah. exactly it yeah, should, it should. <laughs> that's the point of the movie yeah. and like and like it also like uh like it still has one of the like uh like that uh um um uh when the new sheriff is uh coming to town for the first time he's black and uh, the town is through through racists like absolutely right and so when he shows up they're like this is the guy that's going to pr- protect us he's black we and we're racists right and right. Uh, and Cleavon little who sadly did not have the career he should have after this movie because it's the possibly the greatest comic performance of all time that's another question i'm always was curious about that because he was so he's, damn brilliant it's unbelievable it's it's one of the all-time greats like this is like when i brought up uh, arsenic and old lace it's like it should have been left for him what like uh arsenic and the lace was for Cary grant you know like it's like right. this is like something i've never seen before um but when he uh uh like he sees that the crowd is against him he pulls a gun on himself and says you know nobody moves or I shoot. And the, this whole thing plays out where the crowd of white racists so like says, no, we must protect this man from the dangerous black man who he is. is. <laughs> right? And if we have to protect the protect him from the dangerous black man, and in the and then in the and then the guy that he's like he's like, do what he say, do it. So he's playing this like these two cartoon characters to play the uh to play off against these white idiot racists and he gets out of the scene he say and he's and he saves himself from these bozos and then he gets off stage i mean it gets on the next scene and he just looks at the camera and he goes oh my god these fucking morons you know and you're just like yeah and like and it really and it's such a clever way to say like you may think you're not racist but this is still baked into you like like you you have this negative reaction and then you suddenly want to be the hero for the same person. Like, I was just like, this is a, like, that's something you can't uh, make a joke out of. And they made a joke out of it. Like, it's an incredible bit of work, right? And that's in the middle of this comedy that is fucking wall to wall jokes. Well, like Blazing Saddles is nothing but jokes, silly jokes all the time. And so it, this is when I, when we get to Top Secret, Top Secret has no social statement barely has any filmmaking skills in some places uh i, and, I disagree the, and the needle there's so many skills yeah like, okay, top, no, secret? No, no, top like, secret is is yeah. making fun of film oh yeah like there, there are there are set piece sequences that are incredibly well done right right and so like but it it is a big sloppy silly movie uh, that has, that has, that isn't, do, isn't there to do anything but make jokes. Whereas opposed to Blazing Saddles, 
is a sloppy, silly movie that has a very keen point that it wants to make. And it's disguising uh, how sharp its point is by being sloppy and silly. Well, I think what Top Secret is doing is it's, it's, it's saying, I was like, okay, let's combine it. And, and the fact that these are awkward blends are the part of the joke as well. Right. It's like surfing movies, Nazi movies. We did not get, understand that. I under, I get it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like Frankie Valley and Nazis. Right. <laughs> like, but it's weird. The fact that I couldn't tie down a timeline or where mm-hmm. it was, was threw me off. Right. It's, yeah. It just was like, it's beyond pastiche. It's like it's a whole different level of just like cobbled together silliness. And uh and they like you know, if you know, if you're with the movie that works. In fact, I would say the more you watch the movie, the more the more it works because it, it makes as little sense as anything else. And uh, and so like you also in... catch all these random other gags that you miss all the time, right? right? Like right. it's just constant. Yeah. No, it's like the, like they have the like I put up the thing on the uh on Discord, right? Where it's like just a little throwaway uh, uh, gag from where is it? Know, MG. The ballet scene is the one that the cracks the scene. Like oh there's a God. there's a clo- there's a guy reading a newspaper. Like the spy handler is reading yeah. a newspaper. Oh, the 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 big oppressor. And it says that and you just see that it's the daily oppressor with a jackboot as its symbol, and it says "Die Festlaten Kulturen eine Big Dealen." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you look closely, if you zoom in, if you zoom into it, they have the line from the New York Times, which which the line from, the original line from New York Times is all the news that fits to print, right? And it says all the news that we're allowed to print. It's so good, man. The Daily Oppressor. Oh. The Daily Oppressor with a boot. The boot. The boot is the symbol. <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. So if you if you think that joke is dumb, don't watch this movie. <laughs> I think that's the warning. And also, also, Val Kimner is on a train mm-hmm. and he's painting. <laughs> he's painting <laughs> on the train and he's looking out the window. Painting from life. Right? And you look at what he's painting, and it's just trees with motion blur. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of hysterical. Yeah. And then there's another joke where they arrive, and this is like literally a lot of – there's a lot of filmmaking jokes in here, which I actually mm-hmm. think is really cool. They're at the train station. They're looking out, and they're like, okay, we're leaving the station. But it turns out the station is leaving Yeah, the, the entire set behind is the thing that's moving. <laughs> that's and moving. The, the subtlety of that is really great because the shot is the classic, like you see Valkyrie's in the shot like this, uh-huh. the window's right behind him here, and you start see the thing go like this, and you feel like the train is moving. Val Kilmer, when they when they move the thing, he even does a little like this. Like he right. moves just a little bit as if the train started moving uh-huh. to sell the gag just a little tiny bit. Right. And I was like, that is fucking gold, man. And of course yeah. it just slides out of the way. And the, the, the train gold. station slides out of the way. And then to just make to just take it over the top, there's a guy chasing, running after the train station and jumping on like he's about to miss the train. Yeah, about <laughs> to miss the train station. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean it was just it just loads of this fucking silliness. But I mean like and there's like my one of my very favorite jokes when uh, when she says, I, what is the line? It's such a law. Uh, when other, she says, I, I, I promise I'm not still in love with blue lagoon guy. Yeah. And Nigel, Nigel and Val Kilmer goes, well, it's not every day that, and he explains the entire plot that has happened in a single line. Like, uh, you know, when you meet somebody who's blah, 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 he lays it all up like that. And she goes like, 
wow, when you say it like that, it's like we're in a bad movie. And they, they both go, and they, they, they both look uh, at the, uh, they both break the floor. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's just so dumb. I love it so much. Yeah. They just go like, uh, uh yeah. Or like the, or classic, like, like, like the, the, he, uh, like the, the, of course the blue lagoon guy is the villain who is manipulating the resistance to be killed right. by the Nazis. And he's trying to cast shade on Val, Val Kilmer by making him seem suspicious. Right. And, uh, and how do we even know that he's who he says he is? You know, right. maybe, maybe, maybe he is Mel Torme, right? Right. And so he proves that he's not Mel Torme and by, by singing at, by singing at a pizza shop, by singing at a pizza shop. This is ridiculously complicated bit of business and he sits sits back down and and the short dude just goes that is not Mel Torme (laughs) (laughs) something about the line I'm just like that's a t-shirt right there that is that is not Mel Torme Torme. (laughs) but there's a couple other like hilarious guy one of the ones that Dave said he loves is that he does a lot of making fun of cliches in films right yes so they're doing the army crawl lands in front of some boots and they go up and the boots are empty. They're just on the field. <laughs> right. okay. like, There's a couple they... of other boot skis where he's at the desk and it looks like he's got his boots on the table and then he gets up from the desk, but the boots are still, still on the... there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And actually my, I think my favorite physical gag in the movie is when they are going to, they, they like straight up, uh, like great escape style or rather uh, in a dirty dozen style. Like they start like scratching the ground. Like, okay, so we're going to start here. And yeah, then, like, the it's like the camera like... pans over as they're explaining what they're gonna do, and like it turns from like stones to like they were gonna dress up as like a cow, and it puts a perfect little plastic cow down. Camera keeps on going, and suddenly you're looking at this like meticulous miniature that they've yeah. built in the middle of the field, <laughs> and the there's a model through. train going by. <laughs> so, little... <laughs> so good. But then they have, and then they have gags like the like they shoot the Nazi at the top of the tower. And he falls, and the cut is so good. Like they shoot the Nazi, he goes, oh, and he falls, and he smashes into a million pieces. Yeah, yeah like cool. like he. Yeah. It's fucking good, man. It's so good. Like that. And that's... the other one that was, you know, along the lines of the super elaborate, the Swedish uh, 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 bookstore, is they they fight, and they fall off a bridge into water. Oh Jesus! This thing I forgot that about this. Was the best one. That's this really is clever. so. That was. Great. This must have taken. This must have taken a couple of weeks to shoot. It's and, so and, ridiculous. And, but was was either that was Val Kilmer? It's Val Kilmer. It, it is. Is, Val, yeah, it's a tank in in like Universal or something. Yeah, oh, like there's they, pine wood, so they did it in a tank. So like they, it's an entire. They fall down fighting. Right, they're fighting underwater. They're fighting underwater until it slowly becomes an entire Western, Western saloon Sun. underwater with people playing cards, yeah. and like nobody has any gas masks or you know, oxygen tanks on. Like they're just like sitting there underwater and having a giant brawl, and it's so well and coordinated. Completely I was just like, underwater. How did you fucking do this? Because like they're all weighted down, so they're really throwing punches and doing the whole thing and kicking back through windows. And all. I'm just like that was Val Kidner, right? Because it looks that's, that's got to be it it's him. Yeah, it's yeah. him. They choreographed yeah. that probably you know in a gym, and yeah. then they do it underwater, and people with tanks sit by them. So they oh sure, oxygen. yeah. But I mean, just um, to get a single shot, you're talking about like hours of setup to do that, right? And like they must have grind. They must have. Like, we should do a TikTok like. Oh yeah, like yeah. that big underwater TikTok. Underwater yeah. TikTok for yeah. for Martini Giant. Yeah, I, I don't think this. that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> we can film it like the Radiohead video. We'll just get a, uh, a fish tank, put it over our heads, and 
fill it up slowly with water while we yeah while we talk through while we quote a movie and be able to do that and go to the hospital <laughs> but yeah dude like I, this movie is like there's a whole slew i said before but it's like there's an entire uh, range of movies that i saw only really on hbo and i saw each of them a thousand times uh top secret is one of them outland uh uh you know uh what's the matthew modine uh bicycle movie uh you know matthew all this modine bicycle movie yeah it's, it's i'm pretty sure it's matthew modine but he's like the bodyguard the, no the bodyguard was definitely one of them good lord um like uh all all this shit just like it's like i watched so many fucking movies when i was a little kid because it was just the thing that i could put on the tv because i was either that or just like shitty daytime tv and so we'd have the hbo and i ended up watching you know whatever nine to five like 50 fucking times dave he said crawl was running on crawl HBO five yeah. times a day yeah and I like you know what the other one was uh 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 oh god what's it called I uh, I'll tell you right now that one was that I used to watch all the time and I'll pull it up right now you keep talking uh what's the one the uh, Greek mythology Clash of Titans Clash of Titans Clash of Titans Ray Harrison right that there. one was on HBO oh, nonstop man. and I actually I still watch that movie that is a that's a it's a it's such a weird movie it's so out of time like it feels like it's from 19th george hamill the one i remember is tempest with cassavetes and molly ringwald oh yeah yeah yeah, that's right that was well. yep. On yep that's that. a big one yep um uh no you're thinking it's harry hamlin uh harry from, hamlin yeah, harry hamlin who's on la law who was a la law guy LA yeah. law. um but yeah no the uh and the one oh and uh, another one that i i just rewatched recently and it was summer lovers it, summer lovers oh my god with uh with what's the fucking song by uh the pizza terror sorry yeah that one yeah oh my god i used to cry listening to that when i was in seventh grade but anyway the the uh the movie that i was thinking of that i just rewatched this past year and i was worried that it was going to be shitty turns out it's one of the best horror movies i've ever seen is the hitcher and the hitcher oh, with, i do want to see the hitcher again oh my god that movie is that's awesome. a good yeah yeah i think that, that's a that's a that i i i believe you i would i would like to see that again and see yeah we should cover that one, one. that is like that was shocking that's movie. a good Remember the hitcher yeah oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. rutger hauer rutger hauer one of the scariest villains and who is the I've guy who is the young guy in, in it see thomas howell see thomas howell, howell right howell, yeah yeah yeah, who, who played uh, who played uh, uh, Ducky in Sixteen Candles? Yeah, and uh, he's C. Thomas Hell is in uh, the not Outsiders. Sixteen Candles and Pink, Pretty in Pink, Pretty in Pink, right? And in uh, and the Outsiders, he is uh, John Cryer. Yeah, John Cryer, yeah, that's John Cryer. She's John Cryer and Pretty in Pink. So C. Thomas Hell is who? Karen, he's from the Outsiders. Oh, yes. Right. God, yeah, talk about yes. racist. Holy yes, shit. That's uh, 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 oh, uh, by the way, Donna was Soul uh, Man. Soul Man. Was Soul Man. Yes. Soul she Man. was part of that. That, that does era. not play well. No. Nope. Play well. Yeah. Though, wait, we were talked about Soul Man when we did Tootsie. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's yeah, right. Yeah. It was like, eh, Tootsie made it work. Soul Man, not so much. Yeah. No, because, like, <laughs> well, that's because this, uh, that's a, that's a, um, read our Tootsie podcast. They'll listen to our Tootsie podcast. Yeah. Um, that, the the key difference between those two movies, why one works and why one doesn't work, is that uh, in in Tootsie, it's not – like, what is funny is not that he's dressed up in women's clothes. Like, what is funny is that he's extremely stressed out. Right. Like, they're not making a gag over being – uh, a transvestite, for instance, or being trans, like they're like they're making a they're making a gag out of his anxiety, 
Right. Um, but the but the the opinion of the movie is not the joke. Whereas like Soul Man, that is the joke. Like, look, he's black. Isn't that funny? Like, it's not not really funny. <laughs> well, they tried to do. They tried to save it at the end with right. with uh, uh uh what's his name uh uh Darth Vader. Um, yeah, like it's not like it's not an it's not an what's his name? name? What's his uh, name? James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Uh, like, you learn what it's like to be black. Peter you actually, Cushing, yeah, yeah. Is that Peter Cushing is not Grand Moff Tarkin, and James Earl Jones is not Darth Vader. They <laughs> actually have careers outside of that. But uh, yeah, like it's a well. I think that Soul Man was a well-meaning movie of its time. It's not intending to be, uh, you know, how people read it today. Um, it's just that it's not well thought through, so it's hard to not be like, what the fuck is this thing? Right. You know? And I feel the same way about like white chicks or any of this stuff where oh, I'm just yeah. like, what, what, yes, like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, what is the joke here? You know? And, but something like Tootsie is, uh, is very much like the, like, there's nothing funny about the setup. The, the, what is funny is, uh, you care very much about Dustin Hoffman when he is, uh, in this role. And it is actually making his life much, much harder as he tries to protect what is good. Like that's comedy, um, right. that has value. And so like, uh, 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 when you're doing like, when you're doing stuff like that, you really need to understand like blazing saddles, for instance, they know what the joke is. Like they can tell and Brooks can tell any jokes he wants. Cause he knows what the target is that he's aiming for, you know, and he's, and he's got fucking cleave on little and Gene uh, wilder. But he also, you had, uh, he also had what's his name write the jokes for it. Oh, and Ray, Richard Pryor, yeah. Richard Pryor wrote the jokes for it because that was originally oh, Pryor Richard. was going to be the star. Yeah, exactly. He was originally going to be the star, and like, and honestly, we know that like, Richard Pryor did not do any of the black lines. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland Little, like he is, like I said, he's this, like this comes out of like is this unbelievable fucking perfect performance in Blazing Saddles, um, but. I really got to hand it to Gene Wilder, who is equally as funny uh, and talented as Cleveland Little. Mm-hmm. But he, the brilliance in Blazing Saddles is he sees how funny Cleveland Little is and backs off. Yeah, like, he gives him his space. He gives him the space to fucking yeah. be the hero of the movie uh, instead of trying to rob him of his funny. And it's uh, it's just incredible. Like, uh, like the fucking, like that one scene, I mean, you've brought this up before, you know, when Gene Wilder is saying to him, like, they're the common clay of the new West, you know, you know <laughs> morons. <laughs> These are simple folks. Simple folk. And like, These are the soul people, <laughs> people that love the soul of the earth, you know, morons. morons. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and they're like, what's funny in the scene isn't Gene Wilder's joke. It's watching Cleavon Little. Like, it like, like these guys love each other. Like they're such good friends. And like he knows that Gene Wilder is setting him up to break. Like he's just like this motherfucker is trying to he's make about me laugh. to get. He's gonna he's gonna deliver a line that's gonna make me crack up. And yeah. it's, it's so savory. But yeah, like I think that that's the that's the thing. It's like I think with this movie with Top Secret, like the the jo- the target is jokes, right? The, right? There's like it doesn't have anything to say literally at all. Like it's a completely meaningless frivolous experience uh and uh and so like you don't i don't know i i I disagree i i actually think that there's something to this and i'm gonna just you know pull up and thrawn and say hey you know what this is a better film than you think it is because i think that there's some filmmaking jokes in there that are really Mm -hmm. good and filmmakers themselves educated filmmakers are going to look at that and go that's fucking brilliant right yeah true like 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 you know eric brought up the 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 
the the binoculars thing. That was hilarious, <laughs> right? It's true. It's true. And the forced perspective gags that are over and over again, and that happens. Like, and then suddenly, like, how do you end up underwater and make it a western? That's a movie in itself. That that is just yeah, like that's you know what that is. That's confidence. That's yeah. having made 171 million with airplane. That's great. So they're point. just like, fuck it. We're just going to do whatever we want. Let's do yeah. that thing we always wanted to do, but we couldn't put it in anywhere. Right. Right. But to me, yeah, I would like to me, honestly, Eric, when I hear that, like when I hear, when I think about that pitch of like, how about they fall off a bridge, they're underwater, and then it slowly turns into a Western. To me, that sounds like something that Eric Sheely would pitch to me. <laughs> I love it. It's hysterical. Yeah, I, I don't even think they pitched it like that. I think they were so runaway success with their yeah. plane. Yeah. Right? They didn't even have to pitch it to studios. They no, like, they just made so whatever they're going to do. They do. And that, and that was added on because they probably dreamed that up 10 years prior. Right. Underwater we got to squeeze this in because it's too yeah. fun. Right? Right. So yeah. there was a sandwich quality to everything. Yeah, which isn't bad. A and this was at the this was also at the height. You have to remember politically speaking where this was. This was at the height of the Reagan years, right? Yeah. So, yes. Okay, and these guys were fairly conservative as well. They were big Reagan supporters. These yes, uh, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They make fun. Of, they they have a they make fun of Democrats yeah. quite a bit. Well, they, in they, airplane they, as well. <laughs> they, they they make fun of um they make fun of Reagan once in this movie by saying like an actor is actor president, right? right? Yeah, they make it. Yeah. But they, they they later on become. Like very very conservative and like borderline Islamophobic uh, when sure. after post nine eleven like they're really they are they still alive they I, I think so but yeah they like they were making some movies yeah that that they they started hanging with a very like hyper conservative crowd because the the jokes were not funny they were angry and they were angry specifically at Middle Easterners. Uh, and it became, it became, it, it's like the, all the fun went out of that, you know, and, uh, it's really too bad because like back, you know, top secret days, like they're just having a blast, you know, like this yeah. is the same, this is the same kind of fun as like, if anyone's seen them, the Robert Zemeckis movie used cars, like this gives me the same kind of joke, uh, joy as used cars does where it's like used cars is barely a movie, but holy shit, is it funny? <laughs> it's yeah. like when they make the, uh, you know, when they make the, uh, the ad for the car, the, the car place, and the guy's got the Texas hat on. He goes, $285? That's too fucking high. <laughs> like, it's fucking dumb. And that's what makes it incredible. So, yeah, like, this is this is the thing. Is I feel like this is probably closer today to, like, the way that, like I was saying, the way that comedies don't work today. Like, it's like all the SNL movies that came out where somehow they thought it was funny to just let actors riff for a long time and find a joke. And so I can understand where it's coming from, where you're just like, you're making me, you're, you're putting all of the onus on me to put up with you, uh, doing your old material, you know? And so it's a little bit of, I can understand it's a little bit of a workout compared to like the efficiency of something like airplane. Sometimes it, sometimes it doesn't work. Like, listen, with, 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 just like with SNL skits, sometimes like, this is a great idea. Right. And then, it it doesn't work, right? It doesn't work. And then sometimes right. it works for like a three minute sketch, and right. then like let's take that three minute sketch and make a movie out of it. And sometimes that doesn't work, right? And then sometimes it kind of works. Yeah, like sometimes what, they what, find it. Like yeah. like with the what's a superstar with Mary Catherine Gallagher? That's actually a really good one. I like that one. I like right? that one a lot. And that, yeah. it was like I don't know if they can do this for two an hour and a half, but they did. 
But they made it work. Yeah. They, they found a character there that actually got deeper the more, you know, and more interesting the way. Well, it's also the, the fact that, that, like, all the high schoolers are, like, 40 and 50 40. years old. <laughs> exactly. That's like, uh, Will Ferrell as the, like, the, 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 is the jock or whatever. Yeah. The like, it's, yeah. It's like the, it's in the same ballpark. It was, what's the, uh, what's the, uh, the camp movie with oh, Paul Rudd? Oh, oh, Hot yeah. Wire Summer. Hot, went on American Summer, like talking can of beans. <laughs> that movie is oh that movie is along the lines of almost along the lines of Top Secret. It is yes. so insane, <laughs> ludicrous, absolutely. The Skylab is falling on. on I, ca- I, 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 Karen took me to see that movie in Brentwood. Like we'd first moved to L.A. and we, she took me to see that thing, and I was, I don't know what this is, and I was like, this is insanely funny. Yeah, insanely oh my God. funny. That's, the that's sequel really of it is really funny too. Have you seen? Yeah, I, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, like the first one is the classic, but the first, right. like, the second one is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's it is the kind of humor that if you if you don't vibe with it, that is not going to work. That movie. And does who not work is at all. who is the character who who is the who's the chef in the kitchen who keeps oh, talking yeah, yeah, yeah. to the to the what is that? who oh, is it? Man. Chris Maloney. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah, from so, Law and Order, and he's yeah. a very serious actor, and he yeah. plays. The weirdest character so in this thing. They, 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 just for the going to town sequence. I love going oh, the, to town. I love going to town and they go on the heroin. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Actually, I also yeah. love the fact when, you know, he's saving the kids from the raft and all he's doing is like sitting in the background, just yeah. narrating what's happening. Oh my God, he's really doing it. He's saving them. He's saving them, and you don't see a thing. <laughs> saving my God! Yeah, oh my God, dude! Yeah. He's really doing it. Oh, that that crew, like that's a very specific kind of humor. Yeah, and, those uh, are all, those are all people that obviously that worked on the improv groups together. Yeah, that's like the folks from like I think the state and the uh, state. Yeah, 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 like that. I mean, that was a, that was a very very. Did you? That's an that's an under like a lot of people don't know about the state from oh, I love from the MTV. State. Yeah, so state, good. it's fucking hysterical. But, but uh, like that's the there was a there was a they did, not, they did Reno nine one one that's what yeah they, 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 yeah uh, didn't like Reno nine one one yeah it's a very narrow band of comedy mm-hmm. like it's like if you vibe with this very very particular brand it's also unbelievably the one funny Trailer Park Boys those are oh, that's yeah, tra- Canadian yeah. that's I love yeah, I, Canadian. Yeah. that's a funny ass show to me that's very very funny but yeah like it's a like these are very specific kinds of comedy and I understand when people don't dig it it's like um hey what is it. Uh, Ham, I think it's the state. Is it? Look, is look out, Hamlet. That's a vampire. You oh, that one. Yes, no, no, no. That's that. Uh, look out. Oh, that's the whitest kids you know, right? The it's whitest the, kids you know. Yeah. The, the, oh yeah. my god! One of the funniest fucking skits I have ever seen is uh, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln by the whitest kids you know. Oh. Uh, you know, like Abraham Lincoln's watching the play, and he's just like. And he's like talking nonstop, and everyone's super pissed off. And, and someone finally like, shoots him. <laughs> so, like, so like people are like on stage, and like the play he's watching is like some weird. It's like Hamlet, but with vampires. And so Abraham Lincoln's going, "Look out, Hamlet!" He's got the hat on. You know, it's like, "Look out, Hamlet! It's a vampire!" And then John Wilkes Booth is sitting behind him, just going, "Will you shut up?" <laughs> <laughs> The other one that they did was when they did a uh, there were there was an ad executive who was pitching the new commercial that they were going to do for their grape soda. 
Did you remember this one? Yeah. Oh my God. The grapist. Yeah. The grapist. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to grape you in the mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait a minute. Did you, did you is anybody else hearing what I'm hearing? <laughs> I'm going to grape you in the mouth. I was like, that, that sounds like you said, no, I didn't. Oh, oh my God. That's, That's a horrible thing to say. It's like, well, what's, who's this character's name? He's called the grapist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to chain you to a radiator. And, oh, what, what was the yeah, I was going to chain you to a radiator and grape you in the mouth. <laughs> So, so ridiculous i mean like that's the kind of thing where i'm just like i don't know like i am you know i'm not on board with the they can't even tell jokes these days but i'm just like i do miss the experimental bizarreness of where humor was at that period like, and this, like that wasn't that many years ago dude that's not yeah like i'm, I'm just like that's like it isn't like because i think that there's plenty you can still tell plenty of jokes today i just think that people's tastes have gotten way safer you know, yeah, and, yeah. and, uh, and People so it's playing it safe because they don't want to offend somebody else. Yeah. And so like, it's like, they're, they're plenty of comedians. They're still telling as raunchy jokes as they've ever told. And like, and it's, like it, it's, there's plenty of people like that. And it's not like, like, I don't think people's careers are really being hemmed in, but rather I think that audiences themselves are limiting their exposure to things because they're afraid that they will be caught liking something that they are, will be afraid that they're judged for. And I think that that's too bad. That's not, that's not, comedians can still, there's plenty of audiences that comedians can make money on. I don't think people are limited in that way. Uh, but I think that generally people are afraid of comedy now, um, because they don't want to be, um, uh, on the wrong side of a, of a fight. Uh, and I think that that's, that, that's, and this is true generally with, and th that's just an aspect of, because like, in, as I don't put this on like, oh, you kids today and they're like, oh, you know, all the, the woke blah, blah, blah. Like, it's more like we also love Marvel films, which are incredibly safe. It's not that they're bad. It's just they're that they're safe. safe. They're very, very oh, they're safe. Too safe. Right. And uh, and like, I'm all for having safe stuff. Like, there's plenty of safe stuff that I, I like most of the Marvel films. But like, it's the fear of doing something that might be challenging or may put you in a bad light for liking it you know like people are afraid to do that and uh to own up to it they did more. that with james bond films was like you know you're an old relic and you're racist and you're, yeah. you're this and the, you know and you're uh homophobic not homophobic right but you know sexist and all sexist and all this stuff which to a, to an extent like i mean like i i i think they made some good material out of that in uh, the new bond films um uh, like i hated the last bond film but i didn't hate it because they were uh they were <laughs> It's just like this is just a bad, bad action movie. Like it's yeah. not being, it's not, it's not being a good James Bond film first. Like whatever like you get to say, say it. So bloated. Like I, yeah. I heard he was like really, um, what's his name? Was like with the script and, and really taking control. And didn't yeah, it's just start. it's he was making a lot of money. Apparently, oh sure, he, he made like a billion billion dollars or something off that thing. Like in in all the ad revenue and all that stuff, like Bugatti ads and watch stuff and blah blah blah. Well, and it's worth it. So yeah, but I mean, like, it, uh, God, yeah, that's great. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like this. Like, I'm I like Daniel Craig a lot. I think it's and I like that he takes bizarre roles now. I think that's really fun. <laughs> but uh, but I think that people, you know, generally generally speaking, it's like comedy is in the same space that everything else is. It's like we're so filled with anxiety these days that we don't want to risk being more anxious, and so we are more careful about that stuff. And it's safer to make fun of other people mockingly um, for not being us than it is to be cutting edge and say something with value, you know? And so uh, I, 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 it's boring. It makes for 
boring stuff and uh and cynical stuff and uh because like like i said like i think the comedy today is extremely cynical and that's not terribly funny to me like it, right. it ends up being very very uh grating after a while uh and you watch something like top secret and it's just like it's just fucking silly like uh, give me i'm happy well like and with top gun like it's just like give me the joy like i want to have some joy in my life like give it to me and then they sure. they, they fucking just give it to you non-stop and then i really appreciate that in this movie. yeah 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 for sure okay uh the only thing i want to sort of wrap up a little bit about this is sort of an appreciation for mr val Kemner because i think this is yes. something that he was you know the fact that he could do top gun and he could do top secret <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. In fact, I, that doc on him was so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's really legit. Did you? Great. What was the the Salton Sea? Did you see him in Salton Sea? I, I, uh, yeah, like, I own. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I saw a doc this week that I really liked. And mm -hmm. I thought it was really a great doc. Was the Pamela Anderson one? Oh, is that good? That's great. Yeah. Yeah, so I like it. The like same it. day and same year as me. No shit. Yeah. Look at look you at you look guys. The same. Yeah, you're looking well, good. Hey, yeah, you're looking yeah. good. Yeah, how did that marriage to the millionaire work out? <laughs> um, <laughs> she, uh, but it's it's really you know she's had an interesting life, yeah. tough life, at the same time. And I, strangely, true. I actually worked for her brother when I first. Like, no kidding. That's yeah. wild. That's and wild. It's just there was a lot of things I learned. I was like, oh, she because you kind of thought you know in the nineties of a knucklehead she was. She's not. No, she's a business person. I mean, she's like yeah, she's and she's you know. A lot of mistakes, but I I was shocked. I just put it on with my wife, and then I was like, "This is actually well made." This right. Really I good. do remember uh, Comedy Central did a roast of Pamela Anderson. Yeah, she talks about that. She does because what's her name was on it. Um, what's the wife of the? Oh, oh God, what's her name? The crazy woman from Seattle. Uh, what the band? Uh, what's the band from Seattle that I'm thinking of? Courtney Love. Courtney Love. So Courtney Love was on was oh, on the Pamela show. Anderson roast, and she was completely wasted. <laughs> yeah, no way. And 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 <laughs> and it was like this, just this this shit show of of Courtney Love. While Pamela Anderson was like, "Oh my god, this is just watching a disaster happen." It was very funny. Yeah, dude. I can't even imagine. Strange, strange. Yeah, situation. She's she's a she's a train wreck. Yeah. Uh, set to infinity yeah but like it, Courtney love yeah, yeah. Like the uh uh well, thing, I, I always like i like pamela anderson since barbed wire which i actually talk about that i really love barbed wire because barbed wire is that it is the plot of casablanca it's a much better movie than people expect out of a, a pamela anderson barbed wire vehicle it's actually really really pretty fun and she uh yeah, they showed the making of it and they, they talk about it Oh, that's interesting. I'll definitely watch that. Maybe yeah, that's... it's a, it's it's really good insight into her, and she spends her time with her mother up in um on a small island of outside of Vancouver. Oh, that's nice. Good deal. Yeah, like this this looks like this, like her and Kilmer and all this stuff. Like, I feel like they've gotten kind of a short shrift. Like yeah. they're they're more more talented than uh than people know. And uh, you well, know, I like... think Val Kilmer is actually like uh, unbelievably. Uh, huge range, right? Oh, without it, yeah. If you can, if you can do top sequence and you can do salt and sea and heat and everything and heat else, yeah, and yeah. everything else, and the doors, the doors, and, and the doors. Feel like this movie 
was actually what Oliver Stone felt that he could do the doors. I swear to God. Yeah. I looked at that. I was like, he has the chops for singing. Yeah. And stage presence right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I absolutely. Said, I saw it. I said, I bet you, what's his name, saw this and said, he's you know he's my guy. He's, he's yeah, my exactly guy. my man. Like, my, like as strange as it sounds, that's oh, what I thought. It totally makes sense. That's not. It totally makes sense. Yeah, I was yeah. I, I was actually was thought of that. Like, oh, I got to write it down so I can mention that on the show. Because yeah. I, I instinctively I'm like Christ, yeah. I honestly perfect. think it's also because it's Val Kilmer and he can do really serious stuff. He's not all just jokey, jokey. But because he plays it so flat. He plays it so flat and perfect. Yeah. Deadpan all the way, 100%. But he has this swagger when he's swinging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this performance, which was very like a this kind of arrogant kind of Jim Morrison style. Like yep. said, it was That was like, yeah, there's a little yeah, bit. Yeah, totally did it. Well, there's a, there's a movie he does in Top Secret. Where it's in the pizza dance scene yeah. where he does he jumps into a handstand and he yeah. like he makes it like as if this wouldn't shatter my fucking wrists. He just goes. Well, dun, dun, I, that was a, that was a that was a double. That's <laughs> no. That, when he does when he when, like it is it is I watched it. It's like it's definitely him. He definitely jumps down onto like no cut onto his hands and and jumps up. It cuts after that for the bigger stunts. They asked it right. But the like confidence and energy that he delivers, and he's just got completely straight face the whole time. Well, he's doing selling, the slipping selling, selling, on selling. the rug, like yeah. that's the whole point. Is like he's mm-hmm. cutting the rug, right? And right. they're literally sliding on rugs in a pizza house, which is yeah. hilarious. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, but he's like the guy is like such. He had such physical talent and such delivery and such confidence. And then, you, and so you see him. Sorry, dar pizza house, <laughs> dar pizza house, and yeah, the, uh, like you see him in. Um, you see him. Think about Guy. Pardon me. I'm sorry, Dan. Keep going. Go ahead. No, wait, no, the name of the hotel. Guy. Something. No, it's a. It's it's it was, it's a. I looked it up, but I didn't know what it meant either. It's a. It's Yiddish for get to sleep. I mean, <laughs> it's like shut up, get to go to sleep, go to bed. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, there's a couple. Of, there's a lot of funny German translation in that movie that I liked yeah. as well. Um, I know a little German. He's sitting right over oh there. Oh my god! And we have to like. I think we share the same favorite joke, which is just like the singing horse, like this little tiny a pony little, horse, a little pony horse that's dragging him along, and, and he's like singing, singing. The la, horse is singing, la, 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 right? and then goes, oh, 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 oh. and they're like, "Is he okay? Oh, he's just been. Oh my god, you said it. it's too good. <laughs> it's like he's okay. He's just a little horse. <laughs> he's just a little horse. He's just a little horse. It's such a oh stupid dad joke. <laughs> it's such fucking. Gold. Yeah. So I was at Trader Joe's the other day, and I have to note that, like, for people, especially people who are listening in Europe, and Trader Joe's is one of those places where the you can have conversations with checkout people here, yeah. and and they're they are engaging and fun as opposed to right. next, next, yeah. next. The staff right? though at Trader's are really. Right. right. And so I was sitting there and somehow the guy at the checkout counter and I figured out that we both have a love for stupid dad jokes and oh, we God. just kept one upping each other the whole time while we're checking stuff out to the point where I could see everyone's eyes rolling back of their heads as we're going through these stupid seagull jokes and whatever else we're doing. But he and I were having a ball as we're scanning all of the stuff and putting them in bags. I was just laughing my ass off with this <laughs> checkout guy. So these stupid dad jokes are a hundred percent me. Like it's this the is greatest. Yeah. It's the great. Like uh, there's a, um, oh, shoot. What's it called? There's a, uh, let's see if I can look this up really quick. This really made me laugh. There is a, uh, 
uh, a YouTube channel that I watch uh, that is it's a science it's a science channel, but it's narrated hilariously. And uh, this guy, yeah, I think I have it right here. One is second. Two minute papers. Here it is. Oh, okay, two so, minute papers. No, it's a uh, true facts is what it's called. And so you look oh, true facts. Oh, that's Frank, true uh, Frank Z. Yeah, he did yes. the slime one. And, it, and it's it's so fucking funny. He did one on, on beavers, right? Yeah. Did and, you see the one on 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 sea snails? I haven't seen sea snails. Oh, sea snails is amazing. <laughs> like I said, stuff. I was laughing too hard. I was like getting cramps. Oh my god! No, you have. I'll have to say. Okay, <laughs> go to our Discord. Man. Okay, on our Discord, I'm going to post my favorite ones because I I definitely know I this. Love guy. this guy. And oh he did god. another one where he. Okay, so have you seen these these Noah videos where they take these giant these 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 submarines and they have the scientists talking about this strange fish that they see there, right? <laughs> okay. So and this is real things, right? <laughs> right. It's all and real so science. Like, real it's science. all science stuff. And they're like, oh, well, this is the so and so and so and so. And then he dubs his own voice in as if he's one of the scientists making comments <laughs> and they kind of go back and it sounds like they're having a conversation. And it's just everything is about like sexually weird things. Like that kind of looks like a penis or whatever, you know, like that type yeah, of thing. Right. It's really funny. Really funny. Wait, yeah. Talking about dentine, it's just the dumbest. It was such a great little sign. Uh, dent, rather not dentine, al- appetite, which covers your teeth. So like when your teeth grow, the surface that the cells that create the uh, dentists right. are called the appetite, right? Right. And, and he just goes, appetite. That's like a dad joke time bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 one I just I would just put up the one on slime molds. Slime molds made me I was crying. Slime laughing. molds is good. I'll have to I'll have to play the one about the sea snails because that one I was crying when oh I watched God. the sea snails. One of the funniest things I've seen on YouTube. This guy, I'm, 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 very I'm very funny. Now. Yeah, that's like very funny, and he's very popular and is very good. And what's cool about it is that he's actually giving you some useful, in, oh, it's interesting, great. yeah, like science. It's great stuff while making jokes about it the whole time there were things that i did not know about beavers that are in his little thing uh-huh. and i was just like this yep. here it is like i did not know for instance that beavers the reason why they build dams is not because they're planning it out it's because they've done uh they've tested they are attracted to the sound of falling water and want to put logs on top of the sound that's what makes them essentially build dams because right. they hear they hear water going la 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 la, and they're like, uh, I have to put logs on top of that. <laughs> it's like they literally wow. like they, they'll put beavers in like a, you know like a in a lab, and they'll just have a speaker playing the sound of falling lo- falling water, and the beavers will, like put some logs on top of that shit right away. <laughs> wow, it's, I didn't it's know hysterical. That. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No. It's, I'm, I'm gonna watch. He's done a like, whole bunch. Yeah, he's done a whole bunch. I got. I got to play the one about snails. That's one of my favorites. He's done a. He's done some other ones that are like, oh my god, they're funny. Yeah, that is something else. Really, man. really funny. Because I think I'd seen one of his like maybe a couple of years ago, and I didn't think to keep up with him. And I discovered the slime mold one. And I started watching through all this shit. I was just like, this is my new. And that one's again. really elaborate. The slime mold one. Is oh yeah, like crazy. it's really deep. It's really deep. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that organism yeah, that at all. Yeah, check this out. Dude, so fun. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm actually uh, – uh, here's a little known fact. I'm a slime mold fan, and uh, there's a great documentary about slime molds uh, that you can watch on Canopy. I'll, I'll put up the name in our Discord. And it's – they're really fucking spooky. Yeah, like, they're kind of crazy. They are really – I mean, you want alien life forms, man. That That's them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he gets into that stuff in the true facts. Only makes it hysterical instead of scary. 
But they also put like this, you know, classical music in the background. And it's funny. <laughs> it's, and then he keeps talking to his Jerry, the editor, like, mm-hmm. or Jerry, Jerry, what's your, no, I'm not going to say that, Jerry. It <laughs> <laughs> looks like a penis, but I'm not going to say that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's all kind of about the basis of, uh, uh, mystery science theater. Yeah. Know? Same, same kind of, oh my God. When but those guys were at the but height, he actually it, tells you real things real about things, what's going on. Yeah. Real things. Yeah. It's truly, yeah. truly great. Yeah. No, the, um, the classic, actually, I would love that. Yeah. Like, we should do an episode just on the best of Mystery Science Theater because they, when those guys were at their height, they were truly, truly great. And I still quote them today, like, the list of all the, uh, the manly names, uh, like, uh, uh, Oak Backslab. <laughs> <laughs> like I watched that shit literally forever. I wish they would, they brought it back and they did kind of a funny one for Netflix, man. In the, in the heyday, that was, that was pure, pure comedy gold. Anyway, there we are. There we are. So All right. I want to get going, uh, but thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Uh, we will have, uh, this episode will come out at some point. Uh, but thank you for joining us on our Twitch, uh, and, uh, make sure to follow us on all the usual channels. I'm not going to go through it all. But basically, join our Discord. If you don't know where our Discord is, Please. just go to our YouTube, and you'll find a link in there somewhere. I don't know. You'll find it. Just look for our Discord. We put Get links up. everywhere. Uh, we'd love to to, to have you uh, guys join. And thank you, Dave DDI, for participating. Definitely adds a lot in the conversation. Uh, Jason, it's also good to see you, as well as all of our other Martini Giant fans that joined us for our Discord stream. Uh, sorry, our Twitch stream. Whatever. Just I'm going to start going through this. Uh, but d- definitely check out our YouTube. I think we're going to start putting more stuff up there. So just go mm-hmm. to youtube.com slash at martini giant. That is the at symbol at martini giant. It will work. All right. But for now, ready Let's to wrap it. it up, guys? Let's rock. Wrap it up, baby doll. All right. Drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.